Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Easter Sunday, the 27th of March, 2016. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. It's the Easter holiday that never is in the same place. And Robert Kemp. Oh my. Well, I guess it's sometimes in the same place. Well, it's not very often. Some number of years, I guess. It's It's on a weekend. It's the exact same day as the clocks change as well. Conveniently. Helps, Helps you remember. Yeah, but it doesn't, because it isn't normally, so it doesn't help you remember. Well, that's what I mean. This year, it helps you remember. Uh, this year, for this one time, you have to remember. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I massively care. As long as I get my bank holidays, I'm fine. And anyway, you, who has to remember to change their clocks nowadays? Well, the computer does it automatically, and that's yeah. the only time that you look at that, and then you, then you remember by seeing it. Oh, well, yeah, that's <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to remember. I suppose the clock yeah. on your bedside table is different, and then you look at your phone, because your phone's immediately there charging, and you go... These are different. Yeah. Oh, snap. I've lost an hour. Yeah. Or you oversleep already, and then you realize you've really overslept. <laughs> yeah, then you're, then you're two hours late. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. oh, well, never mind. Then you realize it's lunchtime. Well, you need to eat lunch, and it's nearly three o'clock. Oh, dear. Yeah. Suddenly, acceptably late is no longer a concept. <laughs> it's no longer. It's no longer. You were pushing the boundaries anyway, and then it's gone way over. Uh, which is probably going to be the case for this podcast as well. Um, yeah, well, way over the boundaries, pushing the boundaries. Yeah, we're edgy. We're channel with the channel four of podcasts. If you guys want to get pizzed, it's going to be like past ten. No, I've like, like I've like properly eaten already, so that's all right. Yeah, all right, you're I, sorted. I had okay. a, had a mid afternoon KFC. Ah, cutting fan. So this is how you're going to smooth over the clock changing. Um, yeah, just, having, just eat weirdly. <laughs> eat weirdly, yeah. Have a large meal at like four o'clock. I didn't have breakfast. Yeah, I didn't have breakfast till like 11. Yeah. And then I had, had a second meal at four. Yeah. And that's going to be it. That's me for the day. Like, yeah, just, that, that, just, just weird it out of it. Weird it out. That's how you do it with, uh, um, you know, jet lag, isn't it? Just like, um, just skip over one, skip a meal. I don't know. Yeah. It'll, that's what they say for jet work. lag, isn't it? They, they, they say eat breakfast at the right, right time. Like right. starve until breakfast and then eat breakfast at the right time, and that but, should in theory get you kickstarted. But what if you're crazy like me and you don't eat breakfast? Because I'm trying to make myself. I have to force myself to eat breakfast. I've got like um, the most convenient thing possible, so that no effort is required in the making of the breakfast. Because like your putting hits. milk in <laughs> in a bowl with cereal that's too complicated. You have to, and milk goes off as well. That's no good. It's too inconvenient. <laughs> Not if you eat it every day. <laughs> That's get through, true. Get through four That's bites true. of milk in yeah, a week, well, easy. Just get smaller you cuts. Keep, you have to keep going and buying it all the time. Um, if you get smaller Like cuts. the rest of your food. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, have, have a cereal breakfast and drink tea all day and you'll get through milk no problem all the time. That's true. Constantly. That's yeah. true. Always but out like, of milk. <laughs> I don't have a car so for um, shopping, so I carry my shopping like home and liquids using are amazon like pantry <laughs> well that's what i need uh but the trouble is the minimum spend on those delivery things is like 70 quid which is fine if you're a family what? or you've got two people yeah 60 i can't remember how much it is it's quite a lot for waitrose yeah. anyway <laughs> no, of course they're posh but even so even i need to look at what the minimum is but they have a minimum spend and then it's free delivery which is great and a lot of people's weekly shop is over like 60 70 quid i would say if you're a family yeah, but if you're just me, then and dying like 
crappy, I don't know, ready meals and stuff. I barely spend more than 20 quid when I go shopping for groceries. Because otherwise, uh, if I spent more, it would just go off. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and like, I don't like carrying, like, I can carry that stuff home. That's fine. But if it's big bottles of liquid, they're always really heavy and stuff. Like a big bottle of Coke. I don't, I don't, so I don't drink Coke. I have to drink um, orange squash, which is concentrated and I can dilute it down. Whereas milk yeah. can't do that. Um, anyway. So I've been getting these Belvita things, which are actually quite nice. The and quite somehow... oh, the little biscuit things. Yeah, they're they're, they're not bad. Yeah, but they also yeah. do these ones that are like soft bakes, which are Ooh, quite yeah, well, a bit like a Nutrigrain. Yeah, yeah, but they're quite nice and moist and crumbly, even if they've been in the packet for ages or whatever. Moist. They're, they're, yeah, they're nice. Um, like red berries or something. I don't know. So I've been getting those, and they're good. And I can just about um, make myself eat one of those in the morning. Otherwise. Anything else? Too much effort. Like the the biscuits are nice, but they're too crumbly and they go everywhere. So you have to be organised and have like a, you know, a plate that you then have to wash. You just do what I do: have a plate that sits on your desk and just collects crumbs forever. Never take, <laughs> just, never take it out. The just forever plate. Be there. Yeah, and then once it once it becomes too full of crumbs, that's when you go and empty it. Oh, <laughs> I, but I don't want to. I realise this is quite a strong beer I'm drinking. Oh really? Seven point two percent. Oh, is it a Belgian one or something? No, it's St. Ostel. Mine one's four point eight. It's a St. Ostel big job. It's okay. described as a big job is a big beer, and then you go. It's actually got like tasting information on the side. It's like presented a bit like a wine. It's got like a little breakdown of what it should be. Are except, you supposed like, to? Um, except it, it. like it's it's it looks good at first, and then you actually read it, and it's like color gold aroma hops hops. Hops. <laughs> Taste. Warming. Warming. <laughs> I was going to say hops again. Yeah. Are you drinking it? Is it a room temperature beer or whatever? Or a normal, you know. Well, it, has, it, has just, it has just come out of a cupboard rather than a right. fridge. Rather than a fridge, yeah. Like most ales. Most ales, I'm not sure. Yeah, well, it yeah. does say serve cool, actually. But I guess that's cool enough. It's not like it's summer. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't need to be in a fridge. Camera says this is real ale. Really? There's well, like a speech bubble on the, on the bottle that says, this is real ale. What, coming out of camera? Yeah, apparently. This is real ale. Well, good. They are the campaign for real ale, so they ought to know, I suppose, what it is. Woo! You bet you'd hope so, wouldn't you? If they were like, we uh, want real yeah. ale, and they were like, what is it? Uh, I don't know. We Just support support. Fosters. <laughs> mm. Realist of ales. I don't think they'd foster that relationship, do you? That's the realist. Foster's it's, is uh, like not even like it's made in Birmingham or something, isn't it? Like so Australian. Wow. Like cam- camera's phones goes like goes off and it's like, hey, hey, it's it's just me again. Uh, I'm just calling to say you don't you don't pay us any attention. Uh, uh, I couldn't think what else to do with Carling. <laughs> what you should have done. It's fucking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a good day for puns. <laughs> has it? It has like that. For bad puns. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that reminds me of something that I think I told Rob last week, which is just going directly into random, because oh. I'm not like this hasn't just been a whole bunch That's of where we are. random so far. Yeah. It's where, it's, it's, where I, it's where I always am. I was telling Rob last week, there was a bit of a post that came to our house about 
someone else's house, apparently. Like, it seems like they have the, the, there was like some government mandated thing where it's like, if you're upgrading your windows and doors, there has to be, like, you have to like register the, the work or whatever because of some, you know. Bureaucratic... His windows are legit. His glass is actually made of glass and yeah. not out of children's tears. Yes. Some bureaucratic something or other. But it was funny because the, the name of the agency or whatever was Fencer. <laughs> and like so it was F-E-N-S-A and the S-A stands for self-assessment which, which is like yeah and then the F-E-N stands for fenstration <laughs> shouldn't that be fenestration or whatever fen- fenestration yeah fenestration yeah and I was like that's great so apparently you can't after we, we had this discussion years ago right about being defenestrated de- so now, so now you can definitely be Fenestrating. Yep. You're putting windows in, you're fenestrating. You're fenestrating, yeah. Okay. But, <laughs> but that would apply that would imply that defenestration really means removing windows, not being thrown out yeah. of a window. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well I mean being thrown through a window, you are removing quite a lot of the window in the process. <laughs> yes, <laughs> usually. But it's the house that's the subject of that verb, isn't it? The house is defenestrated rather than the person flying through yeah. the window. <laughs> At least it should be. It's not like I'm. I mean, I'm already quite absent of windows about myself. Unless you consider, like, I don't know, your eyes, the transparency of my eyes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your glasses. Yeah, and my actually, yes, my glasses. I am actually fenestrated. <laughs> my face is fenestrated right you've now. Got, you've got a Windows phone. You could be defenestrated that way. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes, I've, I, I've I've been fenestrated to level ten. <laughs> and then also in random moving directly on from that <laughs> we're done with that yeah. on. we don't <laughs> have to like call out random as a section that needs a start and like signposting like news it's not this, it, it just happens naturally <laughs> well, it did happen naturally I'm just I'm just trying to move shit along because okay. I'm wasting this podcast takes forever I mean if the random section was going to have a jingle what would it be right news you can do like obviously newsy stuff like news <laughs> We've already got our news jingle. That's the only section that has a jingle. Well, not jingle, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. That's all it needs. It's not time for news yet. <laughs> it is not time for news yet. So do your random jingle then. Yeah, well, I don't have one. But there's... Random? <laughs> no, there please, small... no. <laughs> there's a small uh, random. What's that? Oh, that's... Um... <laughs> Sorry, that's home improvement, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> uh... There's a small amount of kitchen bitching, only not really. Oh, no. Kitchen bitching. It's not really bitching so much as like weird things happening. Apparently, we don't do that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Apparently, we're getting rid of our coal-fired arga. Really? Even though that arga was literally new, like not very many years ago. It's a really? feature of that house as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, what? what? Why are you doing that? Apparently, we get we to be replaced with what? Well, uh, we've apparently we're getting a gas a, a gas line installed, which is also doubly bad because we've literally just the, had the entire front part of our house repaved, which oh, they're going to have to all dig up again. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you really planned this out, so they're going to put in a gas line, and then maybe we'll get a gas or a gas arger, so it'll right. be like the same apart from gas oh, fire. Right, I see. So it's not really. It looks like an arger, but it isn't really an arger. Yeah. Well, but still, it, powers, but still powers the house, kind yeah, of. and still yeah. like heats the room, and yeah, it's still kind of stuff. is an arger in that sense, right? And arger is a company, right? Yeah. 
So I've seen like they make Argos with like touch screens and shit, don't they? Exactly. Yeah. What? Yeah. Internet enabled Argos. Yeah. To make sure, does it pre-order the wood you need? The I don't about, know about that part. I think they are gas fired now. Most. Oh boys, what's the point? The thing about uh, the Argo that we've had, ever, like since we replaced the old one with the new one. For some reason, the new one really sucks. It's like it's impossible to get hot when you need it to be, and like it doesn't heat up very quickly. So basically, for the last probably two years, virtually no cooking happens on the Argo. We just have an induction hob that we just put on the side and put a pan on it. Okay. And it's like that, that's dumb. So maybe maybe getting rid of the coal-fired one will allow us to actually cook on it again. Well, that makes sense. If, if you put up with a non-work why would you why would you not just like deal with that like this argument doesn't seem to be working yeah i don't know I, I don't know how like this newer one is worse than the incredibly old one that we had oh, no, to start with yeah <laughs> what parts was it completely replaced or what is it yeah, like an upgrade it was, or something it was, it was a completely new one right I don't know if it was necessarily an upgrade. There was a time when they were con- when it was considered that we might change over to like wood fired instead of coal fired, mm. but because wood burns so fast, it's much more effort to actually keep it going the whole day. Yeah, <laughs> and you know you, your your little your coal cupboard or whatever would would have to be restocked way more frequently and be just full of wood and so. Well, it's not like Although, but your dad does have that wood chipping thing, right? It's one night longer. Oh, right. That, that, that shut down after one year or whatever. Okay. They cleared out all the wood. Oh, and then they were done. Yeah, right. exactly. Okay. <laughs> What's we, the deal like with the... your Argo anyway? How did you end up with an Argo in the first place? It's not like your house is like super there. old, is it? Yeah, but I know. But, but like, does every house on your row, terrace, have Argos or not? No. I don't I, think I don't so. Think... Well, they all have chimneys. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, but they're all built at the same time. Well, yeah, right? exactly. So they probably all did have arcs. But how <laughs> well, old do you think they are? they all had just a fire. I don't know. Do you think well, they're well, like I, 30s The whole or row is, yeah, it's got to be about the 30s, I think. I don't hmm. know. The Argus do provide that quaint cottage feel. Whoever we're living oh, near no, at the I'm end thought, not... no, oh, cool. we need to quaint this up, man. Quainted it up. That's what I'm wondering is whether they tried to quaint it up or whether it was um, like just a standard thing. Quainted. It already had like (laughs) wood floors and everything in the. the Yeah, but that's not that unusual. But they were like old ass wood floors, even at the time. It's like the whole thing was just old. What's ass wood look like? Like butts. (laughs) (laughs) But like. My, our house at the top of the thing, and and like the house I'm in right now, are Victorian, and they don't have freaking Argos. It must have been well, a thing at some that's... point. It definitely must have been a thing. It must have been a fashionable statement. To but say, they don't like we're burning the land. But they wouldn't have had. Well, your old house, Dan, had an exact space where an Argo would have been because that was just where your cooker was. Yeah, potentially. That could have just been a space for a cooker. It was clearly designed for like it was an Arga layout, like the chim- where the chimney was behind it, and it was like inset into the wall, and, and it had like the raised tile bit underneath it. Yeah, that's basically p- the Arga shape. There could have been one there for sure, I suppose. It's true. Argas, yep. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> Apparently not. Get a proper oven. <laughs> not a gas oven though. I don't like gas ovens. They just burn shit. Like we had one of those at uni, right? That like that it's What's wrong it was with full them? on like it didn't have the electric heater and electric heating fan element or whatever, but it just basically like 
it would burn every day. Like it would like bits of the oven would be super hot and bits of the oven would be super cold. Well, you can get gas powered like fan ovens, can't you? Or whatever. I guess that's a combo thing, right? Can't you? Yeah. I mean, I've never experienced a good one. They just burn shit. You have to assume that this Arga design will work like a regular Arga. Like the gas fire bit will be in a separate compartment from the cooking section and it will just heat the whole thing up. Sure. Presumably. How does it regulate the heat, or do you have to do that? Like, so if you need to want to cook something at a certain temperature, or do you just not never bother with that in an agar? It's just like, <laughs> well, yeah, in a regular agar, you just like you can open and close the vents to control the airflow to make it heat up. Okay, eventually, but it takes a lot of time usually, so you can't do it immediately. You have to plan ahead, and there's like a switch on, like a toggle thing that diverts the heat more towards the heating or the cooking. So if you wanted an emergency pizza, basically, the microwave is your only option. Well, yes, but, but who cooks pizza in an actual oven? <laughs> I do. Uh, if I, like, get my, like, Chicago town fix, it's like I'll do it in the oven because it comes out slightly crispier. Well, yeah, I do it in the combination oven. <laughs> I don't do it in the oh, sure. oven oven. Yeah. They've actually used, a, like, one of those combination oven microwave jobs as a, the combo oven. <laughs> Or the convection oven, whatever they what call it. What does that actually yeah. do? The does it use microwaves to heat something else that then makes it I'm hot? not sure when they say combination that it actually does use a microwave at all. I Some of them have, like, grill elements, don't they? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that this this one that we have does have everything. It has a grill at the top and the microwave part and just the convection heating thing, yeah. whatever that is. My, I think mine has the grill, but we never use it because it smells funny. <laughs> But I mean, yeah. When I when you cook pizzas in there, well, for a start, it's clearly not microwaving it because you can put metal shit in there. <laughs> ah, right, yeah. <laughs> That's the easy way to tell. Although apparently there are certain that specific oven comes with certain grills that are microwave safe, and I was like, that doesn't sound right. But okay, <laughs> well, in case you want to use the combo mode. I guess. Uh, yeah, I think, our, I think our one has combo mode where you can turn the microwave and the grill on at the same time. I mean, technically, there should. It's like the only reason that metal is unsafe in a microwave is because of sharp edges, right? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Why microwaves screw with metal? I think that's what it is. It's because like the the sharp edge can like concentrates the flow of the energy and then it sparks off it. Oh right. Like if you if you put like basically a lightning rod in a microwave, that's that's what will fuck it up real bad. And that's mm. why you can't put tin foil in a microwave because all the tiny yeah, it's all, it's all sharp edge. <laughs> hmm. So if you put like just a ball of iron <laughs> of in metal, it, you'd <laughs> yeah. be like you'd be fine, <laughs> baby. Who knows microwaves? How do they work? <laughs> <laughs> Rob wants to microwave his giant steel balls. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. My balls of steel. Yep, balls of steel. Hey guys, my car's gone nuts. My car has mysteriously reset its clock again. Well, isn't it supposed to do that? The clock did go forward. <laughs> yes, but not that way. It's, it's a thing that happened in the, bank, the previous... Back to 1955. <laughs> Yes, basically. <laughs> when when Mr. Renault Clio <laughs> But like the previous the previous version of this same car I had did this as well. Where it's just like I think the electrics are just fucked again, where the like the battery doesn't correctly keep the clock running and then occasionally it just loses the time. <laughs> Weird. So I've lost the time. That may suck again if if it turns out because I think in the previous car that was a precursor to like the alternator actually getting fucked. 
Right. So if that happens again, I'm going to be really annoyed. Yeah. I, like in my case, like there is definitely something odd going on because the wipers have basically gained a mind of their own. It's like some days they'll work perfectly. The stork will do what they're supposed to do. Sometimes it won't work at all. Other days, windscreen wipers will just go bonkers and just turn themselves on whenever they feel like it. Well, you've, and, you've got some, and I'll have no control at all. You've got some kind of crap in your windscreen wiper sensor or whatever it is. Yeah, but like, it shouldn't stop me from just turning them off. Like, <laughs> there's a specific there's a specific point on the stalk where it's like, oh yeah, it's on auto rain sensing mode. And it's like, but when it goes stupid, like, nothing works. I can, like, slam it all over the place and it'll go, oh, I'm doing what I want. <laughs> Can't boss me around. I'm the wiper gangster. Mm. Um, and also, like, when it does that, it turns off, like, the auto start-stop thing as well, randomly. Okay. That's how you can tell something's wrong, the auto start-stop will just go, nope. So I have no idea what's going on, which means I'm probably going to have to get it checked out. Because, you know, wipers are important. When it's a rainy Easter weekend, like mm. tomorrow will probably be. Yep. So, yeah. That's probably an expensive fix. Boo. Boo. That's my that's my car. My wiping bitchin. Oh, it's gonna go with car complaining. Car complaining. Yeah, that, that works a bit better. Car cussing. Yeah. <laughs> news. Doesn't, doesn't rhyme well enough though. News. <laughs> news. 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 <laughs> Alright. What's going news on? News it be. I've what? got some news. Have you? Well, Go ahead, Zach. Not really. It's also maybe a con- correction, except I don't remember what I said at the time. So it's maybe a correction <laughs> of something I potentially said. <laughs> okay. I think maybe when I talked about it at the time, I suggested that Roller Coaster, uh, no, the other one, Planet Coaster, was going to come out in March. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think right. I might have said that, but I, I read the information wrong. It turns out the Alpha comes out in March and has come out in March. <laughs> Okay, so in my sort of views, I watched some videos of people playing that alpha to see what was going on, mm-hmm. and you know, I guess that game looks pretty good. It's okay. actually oh, a game; cool. it exists. Awesome. That's but it's, good. It's, it seems to be basically exactly the same as Royal Coast Tycoon World, except nicer looking, <laughs> more or less. Okay, it's like it basically. I think we said it at the t- at the time. I didn't know whether Planet Coaster was going to have the same like spline roller coaster mechanism. It totally does. So, like, are these the same game, really? <laughs> well, I mean, there's only so much differentiation you can do for a theme park simulator. You build rides, and then people come in and ride yeah. them. <laughs> so so it looks basically, like, like um, it lo- roller coaster tycoon world saw the planet coaster alpha and were like shit this is way better so they delayed it switched to an well, early access model and I mean, offered a already, bunch of refunds they'd already like delayed it more than once and they yeah. had their whole like alpha that didn't happen or happened not long enough or whatever in december alpha. but yeah so it seems like feature wise they're almost identical but but planet coaster just looks nicer okay <laughs> And then higher system spec is what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, potentially depends on. It also depends on like how much simulation they're doing, I guess. And so at this point, it's more or less just like how much content is there going to be. That's the important thing. Yeah. How how varied is the actual game going to be? What's what's it what's it going to do to keep it coming back? Because it sounds like in both of these games, they 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 made mention at one at some point or other about like 
the potential for Steam Workshop or a similar type of thing. Sure. And it's like, that's fine, but please make content for your game as well. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't just make a very basic selection of stuff and then be like, oh, the community will make more things. It's fine. It, so if it landed somewhere like City Skylines did, would that, would that be good enough? Yeah, probably. I mean, well, I don't know. The trouble with City Skylines is like... If the mod support was good enough, I mean, like... Well, the, the, in City Skylines, the mods... I feel like uh, you, well, actually, I guess it's the case for all of these kind of mods. You you have you have the easy mods that are just like the aesthetic stuff. Yeah, sure. Mm. Which they just added stuff. like skins almost, yeah. and so like in City Skylines, you just got buildings, and then you've got like the hard mods, which are like actually gameplay changing in some way or another. Sure. And then so for Roller Coaster Tycoon games in that style you've got the easy mods which are just like scenery yeah. but that doesn't necessarily matter at all in the gameplay depending on as we said at the time whether they was like whether they do actually manage to make the programming for like people actually react to scenery mm. and then you've got like the hard mods but the hard mods seem like they're meant to be easy because it's like oh if you want to make a new roller coaster theoretically you only because of the way this whole they now have this whole spline roller coaster mechanism theoretically you really only have to model like one bit of track and then it extrapolates it i guess because that's just how it would do it cool. you're not modeling yeah. each individual loop or whatever because it's yeah. just yeah. morphing the track into the shape yeah yeah and it's like so that seems easier but the trouble with that is it's also like there's not much to that as a mod it's right. like you make the the like track shape and maybe there's some amount of control of like the physics, like you could say what the resistance or something is, I guess. Mm-hmm. But you're not really building a whole thing. You're building a tiny tool that then other people use to build things. Mm. So then the mod, then you get the mods of like track layouts mm-hmm. and maybe like the individual rides, I guess, is the more major part, like individual standalone things. I guess, yeah. So it's like I don't feel like the rollercoaster tycoon model is inherently suited to people being enthusiastic about modding it. Depends if they go down. Like I, I almost want to see the like rollercoaster tycoon do like the um, what management games of old kind of did, and like start in like the fifties or something, right? So you have to build like ye olde theme parks. Well, I mean, with like skank technology, and then technology gets better as you game or something. Well, I mean, that's the thing that I... And then you can do... And And then you can do future rides. Well, that's the thing I, like, you really hope for both of these games, really, is that they don't just make a sandbox. It's like, you need missions. Yeah, yeah. You need goals, you need limits. Mm. Rollercoaster Tycoon was good at that. Yeah, it had a shit ton of missions. It had almost way too many missions. Uh, Although, please don't make us have missions where you have to sit there for the entire period of the mission yeah, <laughs> to there, complete there, it. There's a wind condition, or at least make it so you can accelerate time significantly enough. <laughs> yeah. So that's what... And also, like, it seems as though Planet Coaster may be too cheap. That's worrying me. It's like it has all these ridiculous options where you can buy it for like crazy amounts of money and get like your face in the game or whatever and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's almost like a Kickstarter except just on their website. Okay. Like but it's a- apparently just the base game is like 20 to 30 quid. And I'm like, that seems quite low. <laughs> that does. That reeks of they'll probably be playing some sort of DLC game, right? 
yeah, or just not very much content and like hoping that the modding will clear, hit healthy hours. Mm. I just iterate on it like City Skylines did to some yeah. extent. Like, oh, sorry, like Cities or whatever. City Skylines was what the third one or something, wasn't it? What was it? I don't know. There was Cities there was XL and Cities yeah. in Motion, wasn't there? And then they, there was XL and maybe XL. No, we already discussed this before. Those two things are completely Oh, separate. that was the different ones, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Which is the yeah. one that is like City Skylines is not the first Sim City style game from those people, is it? No. I mean, no. they've done one before. <laughs> Maybe, but yeah, they were either the t- right, yeah, because we got this wrong. I think at one point they were either the team behind Cities in Motion first, or they were right. the team behind Cities XXL. I don't think it was XXL. It was one of the two. I think right. it was the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, this does look good. This uh, planet coaster, I, even if it is a bit bare bones. Hopefully, that will. I mean, they've they've got the core parts of it, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, I read a really interesting long interview with Chris Sawyer at, on on Eurogamer. And um, he, I still think it's ridiculous how he wrote all those games in like assembly language or something instead of in C. Yeah. Anyway, that's mental. But he's currently yeah. trying to port like um, Rider Coast Tycoon 2 to like iPad, etc. with the same guys oh, that cool. helped him do Transport Tycoon. So that's quite nice. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. And um, I wonder if it's the open TTD guys. I don't. Uh, there's those think open Roller Coast Tycoon 2 people as well. Mm. Does, oh, that exists, does it? Apparently. That's yeah. awesome. Just like open theme hospital. Hell <laughs> yeah. But apparently Did he... Did um, play Big Pharma? Was that any good? I thought about it, but I didn't. Mm. The thing about that Chris was attempting was like... to re- redo it, wasn't it? But it all, you know, do that, do that style of game again. Well, like theme hospital? Well, not yeah. really, though, because it was more like a sort of infinite factory type thing. Oh, like right. belt management. Oh, okay. Nothing to do with it. wasn't like... It wasn't actually people. running a hospital. It was running like a manufacturing plant for pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Okay, that's no good. So Chris Sawyer, because um, the game was virtually finished when he actually p- pitched it to publishers, the first game, Real Coast Tycoon, uh, he retained the rights to the name and everything, and he's always had the rights to Roller t- Coast Tycoon. Right. And so, <laughs> Roller Toaster. Roller Toaster. Roller Toaster. <laughs> so <laughs> I think he made a reasonable amount of money out of that. He now leases the rights to Atari to the name. I see. So oh, yeah, so he's, pro- he's probably it. doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah, so he does fine. So he doesn't really have to work. So apparently he just like volunteers at his local school and like chills out and stuff. And he um, probably doesn't mind if Atari, if Atari makes a shit game. Like no, it he, might be. Because <laughs> that's what they were asking him. Yeah. And he's like, well, that's up to them. He doesn't seem <laughs> to mind um, that it's like, you know, his franchise or whatever. I but suppose as like... long as it doesn't say Chris Sawyer's on it. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's saying that, like, his argument is, like, they don't want to screw it up because it's a lucrative... Um, turns out it's always been quite a lucrative um, franchise, for no, which totally surprised them when they first launched it. They didn't think it would be a big thing, and it was. So it's in their interest not to screw it up. But, of course, they will. <laughs> I'm sure. They sort of already have. They already um, have, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah mobile game exactly. and stuff. And free, really, was yeah. the start of the downfall. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. But hopefully, uh, but I don't think didn't you roll... know. Especially didn't rollercoaster. Didn't Tycoon Three and Theme Park World come out at roughly the same yeah, time as well? It was. The, it was the thing. It was like logically that it seemed like a perfectly good management game, but somehow we just no one manages to do it. <laughs> mm. 
I mean, EA bollocks it all up when they, they were like, oh, feedback, yeah, we can bring that back. It's like, no, you they, can't. <laughs> looking back, Theme Park was never really that great. Right? No. It was pretty good for the time. I guess. Yeah. I guess, I guess, it's I guess ancient. It was, yeah, I guess it was innovative, but it there wasn't as much it never, it. It never, it no, it never like, really functioned right. And like building the coasters seemed real talk <laughs> of course it was it yeah. was this weird like all the 45 degree angles and right angle corners yeah <laughs> it wasn't very advanced but it was pretty advanced from the time Tycoon got it right sure. like, they sort of nailed the formula at that point that's true so uh, do you reckon is it a bad omen that it's called Roller to- Coaster Roller Toaster Roller well, Coaster I did it there. <laughs> Roller Coaster Tycoon World think about breakfast after theme park world <laughs> <laughs> it's not a brand crossover. They're not like working with EA. No, but I mean, like, what is, is World like a bad omen? Like, you can't just put World. Well, well, world apparently, is a bad Jurassic Park World was all right, walked. wasn't it? Didn't you see yeah, that? Yes, that was okay, yeah. wasn't it? Then again, they were talking about Border Worlds at one point as well. <laughs> yes, they were. Lands. That's true. Yeah. No, I think if Worlds is a bad omen, it's a bad omen because it suggests that they want to do something multiplayer, and that's probably oh, never yeah, going to work. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, what if it's like the SimCity model where you're in a region and everyone has to build cities and work together to build like some massive arcology coaster? Or it will just be some bullshit like overarching layer where it'll be like their workshop thing will be part of the world where it's like all these people around the world are making content to put your theme park. Oh, like, yeah, well, the world would be their network yeah. or something. It's like, welcome to Roller Coaster World, <laughs> the connected place for theme park design enthusiasts. Yeah, exactly. And it have DJ Atomica on it, and then <laughs> like it's not an EA crossover. <laughs> you listen to the Crash FM. <laughs> I don't know why that came into my head. No, I don't know why either. No. Guess what I've been playing this week? <laughs> Burnout up Paradise. Anyway. Oh uh, really? Oh boy. I want, yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, that'll be real interesting. Okay. Yeah, no. Not very much of it, but anyway, carry on. Is that all your news? Yeah, that was just roller coaster news. news. Coast of news. All right, I'm going to go news. through this in the in roughly chronological order of what happened over the last two weeks. Um, something that's been on my radar since EGX last year. Uh, you may remember I talked about a sort of self-described rhythm violence game yep. called Thumper, which I'm really looking forward to. This game looks awesome. <laughs> um, it is ultra intense. Having played through all of the demo at EGX, which took friggin' ages actually to get right because it's hard. Um, it's getting a PS4 version as well as a PC release now, and it's also coming to PlayStation VR, which I imagine is fucking terrifying because <laughs> that game is already quite an overload. Hmm. I'm looking forward to that game. It looks real good, but not on PlayStation 4 or VR. <laughs> no, I'll get a PC version, obviously. But yeah. Um, also, um, so yeah, next bit of news: Dead Island Two apparently isn't dead. Like, there were rumours flying around that they like that had actually been canned ages ago. <laughs> well, because they like, showed that one trailer and it seems to happen. <laughs> it sort of disappeared, yeah. And so everyone thought that it had been cancelled. No, apparently it hasn't been cancelled. And Sumo Digital have taken over the development of it. Now, I like Sumo Digital. I do not like Dead Island. <laughs> this is not a... Uh, when when they have I would, a, I'd rather them not waste their time on it. <laughs> when they have a developer take over development of a thing, that's normally not a good sign, usually. Generally not, no. But the <laughs> I mean, that's was, what happened with Rollercoaster Tycoon World. <laughs> yeah. They changed developer. I forget, what, what, who's the publisher of Dead Island? Uh, Techland with the dev, and they're, they're now got Dying Light. 
Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know who the publisher of Daylight is. It's a weird one, isn't it? It's not one of the main players. It's no. like a little... Is it Deep Silver or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it might be Deep Silver. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. So, from my perspective, that's a shame. I'd rather see my digital did another Saber and Sonic Racing Transformers game. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because that, that was important. Awesome. That was awesome. Sumo tends not to make bad things, though, so let's let's hope. Uh, so, and then the first bit of like what of what you could consider sort of like headline news happened. Yeah. In that Microsoft have announced that Xbox Live is going to not be quite such a closed platform. Closed. Closed. closed quite such a closed platform. Uh, they're going to open it up to allow cross-platform multiplayer. Um, so. <laughs> Players on Xbox Live can now finally start interacting with uh, PC games and potentially PlayStation games. Cool. The Rocket League guys immediately piped up and said, we've got this, guys. Well, it seemed like <laughs> they'd been doing it before this announcement, so it seems like they yeah. already knew. Yeah, Rocket. <laughs> it seems like the Rocket League devs have been working on this, presumably before they released the Xbox. Well, version. yeah, because yeah. they launched that, they when they launched the tease of the Xbox version, it's like, oh, the Warthog and the thing from Gears of War, yeah. Armadillo, whatever the fuck that thing's called. Yeah, the Armadillo. <laughs> and then it's like, well, okay, it's coming to Xbox, but then what? What about the crossplay? And also, everyone's also, like, well, it's not going to happen, is it? Also, what does that mean? Like, if the Xbox has got, is the first one to get specific cars, does that mean those cars need to be at least yeah, downloaded I mean, those, yeah, they to have the PlayStation to be, version? They have well. to exist in the game. Yeah. So, yeah, they are apparently going to do... Xbox to PS4 crossplay in Rocket League, and it'll be the first time that's ever happened. And Sony couldn't give a monkey's basically because well, they were like, "Well, our platform is always supported." Yep. <laughs> My question is: In Rocket League, will you be able to differentiate the PlayStation and the Xbox ones, or will they all appear in Sinet? Sinet. It would probably come up as Sinet, right? That's disappointing. I yeah. want to know. Sinet. I, mean, I mean, I guess if you see anyone driving Warthog or Armadillo, then you'll no, know. You probably know. Yeah. <laughs> I bet they won't get the licensing. They'll have to look like put a placeholder car in. Or you can't but, do that. Yeah, I don't know. That is the warthog on a Sony platform. That is not going to happen. Yeah, that's cool, right? I don't, I don't know what it, what doors it really opens up, but it means like the Call of Duty divide isn't a thing. For well, instance, the doors it opens up for us, and we more people play Rocket League. Well, yeah, that too. Make it even easier. For well, yeah, it might open the floodgates to some new easier players. <laughs> well, except not because of matchmaking. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's cool. New harvest. Uh, is that what you're looking forward to? <laughs> a little bit. Um, so CryEngine announced that I suppose in the wake of. Um, was it the Amazon? What do you call it thing? What's their platform called? Yeah, I don't like, Lum- is it Lumberyard? Um, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't sound right. I think Lumberyard is still a <laughs> stupid name. But uh, yeah, so as a result of that thing, I suppose being somewhat free on which to develop games, and it being powered by CryEngine, CryEngine itself has now turned around and gone. Yeah, you know what? Uh, our, our licensing model is pay whatever the hell you want. So basically free. Like, they basically say, if you, if you do well, you can pay us some money if you want. We don't care. <laughs> so CryEngine is free. Go nuts, people. Uh, PlayStation VR has an official launch date and price to continue the VR wars of 2016. And now we have a decent price. £349 for the headset and its breakout box. 
pretty but, good. <laughs> but, yes. The big but is that doesn't include any of the move controller stuff, which you'll need for some stuff, obviously. And it sure. doesn't include the PlayStation camera, which the thing requires to run. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, I mean, the PlayStation camera is like 40 quid, but I think a lot of the PS4 bundles tend to just have one. So chances right. are you probably have one. Um, but that's a, could, yeah, that's a pretty good, good price, right? That is the price everyone thought VR was going to be when VR was sort of... I mean, it had to be that for PlayStation, I think. Like, the other ones yeah. are, like, for insane PC people still. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I, Oculus so, have their kind of weird Samsung offering where you, like, attach your a phablet to your face, but it's not, not really the same thing, is it? No. Yeah, the Gear VR. But yeah, it's still... If, if VR is going to take off, then the, this this is the one to watch, right? This is, like The others may be technically better and will probably last a lot longer than PlayStation VR, right, in theory. As in, they probably don't have to revise Oculus or Vive for quite some time. They just have to figure out how to make them cheap. Um, the PlayStation VR is the one that's probably going to drive this initial uptake. Mm. Uh, and Sony weirdly seem to be the one with the most developer support, right? Like they, you know, they're claiming they've got hundreds of teams working on VR games, mm. or at least yeah. games with some level of VR support, like Tekken. <laughs> like Tekken, yeah. <laughs> it's entirely appropriate. Um, also, Sony. Like, I'm going to skip ahead here because this is somewhat relevant. Um, Sony, uh, like uh, off the off the heels of what we talked about last time, like with Microsoft potentially in- introducing a upgradable uh, Xbox cycle and backwards compatibility and all that stuff, like quicker console cycles. Yeah. Um, Sony, uh, it's been leaked that they are doing a PlayStation 4.5 revision that isn't just a uh, slim version of the PS4. It's going to be more powerful and support 4K. Um, and I can't help but think that must be something to do with VR, right? That they, they are in that position because they want VR to have enough juice to function a bit better. Well, that's why it has the breakout one today, surely. Yeah, I don't know. But I still don't think that thing quite, might not be powerful enough to run it. Like, you know, at least with the graphics fidelity, they're probably after. Um, if they want to put it, I mean, they can't put it side by side with the Rift and the Vive, even, even after they get more juice in the PS4, but still. I can't help but think that's why they're thinking about it. Also, I guess Sony want to push 4K Blu-ray. <laughs> Is that a thing? How and does for- that work? Do they have enough? I don't think. I don't think Sony has to push 4K Blu-ray because this time there's no competition. It's not like the HD DVD versus Blu-ray thing last time. No, this time not. they've just got the complete monopoly and they can do whatever the fuck they want. I guess not. I guess. <laughs> I guess it will be there in time, regardless. Yeah. But or maybe they're just trying to say, look, well, maybe they want to push it in a way to stop people from streaming. Like, to be all like, look, seriously, Blu-ray's still a thing. Blu-ray's still better than streaming. Hey, guys. It's I a guess. 4K so, like, we Blu-ray. can make more money from selling physical discs. Yeah, I Is guess. that a different yeah. format from Blu-ray? Like a 4K Blu-ray? Does that have more space? I don't, you know, I've, I've got no idea. I really don't. Um, I mean, unless it's a, just a better compression codec or whatever. Like MP, mm, maybe. Maybe they've come up with MP5. or <laughs> Who knows? But... I actually have no idea, but yeah, like you, obviously your device needs to be able to support it, whatever it is. It's pretty hard to stream 4K. I guess you can on Netflix, can't you? But I, I don't know if there there must be. It's like four, four times the data rate, isn't it? At least. Yeah. But yes, I think some streaming services will now support 4K 60, which is mental. Yes, yeah, mental. Yeah. 
And you can buy 4K TVs now, like. Oh yeah, 4K TVs are quite common. Like they're okay. everywhere. Yeah. yeah. But no one's got any 4K content apart from Netflix. <laughs> I don't know. Seems yeah. crazy. Well, 4K Blu-ray seems like the entry point, right? Because yeah. you know it's the most doable solution until the internet sorts itself out for the next wave. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, Fiber two over there. There was some talk about actually, like over the last couple of weeks, about a new technology that's. Well, I say over the last couple of weeks. Apparently, it's been standardised for years, but it's like really tricky to actually. Uh, you know, no one's actually proven it. I suppose, like there's some new broadband technology that can offer up to gigabit pipes and things like that. And so it's uh, that's been trialled, I think, in bits of Japan and maybe China at the moment. Mm, cool. Uh, so maybe once that lands, we'll be sorted for 4K video. Maybe, uh, yeah, I don't know all about it. Uh, how do you feel about like the PlayStation 4.5? How would you feel about like this weird, like well, what, you're, what say, you're saying they wanted you to upgrade your console like every two years, like a phone or something, in order to keep up with the latest uh, hardware specs? It's like, are there going to be games developed that require the latest build of the console, uh, or are they going to have to start building games a bit like PC games where they auto scale back so they know what version of the console they're running on and just turn off some settings or say, oh no, don't run this at 4K, run this Maybe. at like 720. Or I whatever. guess that's how what you have to do with phones, um, right? If you're making a game for a phone, you have to support to an extent, a, I guess, a few generations of iOS devices or whatever. To, to be fair, most of them just chug. <laughs> Yeah, like if you if you if you're running a game on hardware on the old version of an Apple device, they don't scale anything back. It just runs badly. They don't stop you from buying it. No, it well, of course runs they don't. Like shit. Yeah, yeah, that would not be. Like, I don't know. Uh, I don't think. I think. Hmm. I don't know. Sure is that, the answer? Yeah, because like my my opinion is is like I think it's a it, it's interesting and exciting, but at the same time, I think it's a bad idea because I'll. The popularity of consoles is because of their somewhat inherent simplicity. Yes, that's somewhat changing, I suppose. The more and more complicated these things get, and the more and more capabilities they have. But at the same time, there's a nice selling point to be able to say, I'm buying this, it's going to be good for five years, or however long the console cycle is. That feels like a worthy investment. If, it, if that's going to drop to like two, and it'll be like, well, there's going to be a better one in two years. Yeah. I mean, it seems a bit odd that it's placed. It's Sony doing this. You know, you'd think like the because the, they're on top, arguably. Well, I think they are in terms of sales. Mm. Um, you'd think it would be the sort of thing that Microsoft would try and do to try and like, you know, revitalize their. So they are, yeah. <laughs> right. They said they are. So well, yeah, they would work. They were more transparent that that's probably what they're going to do. This yeah. is a. Leak. This is more like a rumor. Yeah. For the place right. Okay. I don't know. Is the VR and the um, 4.5 thing completely separate, do you think? Or do you think the, the 4.5 won't require the breakout box for the VR or something? No, maybe. No, that, might, that might be possible. I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I gather that the breakout box is mostly to do with like displaying. Motion tracking, I bet. Yeah, and also like displaying the same thing on the TV that you're seeing or whatever, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, maybe the box actually contains like the display logic for the device, so they don't have to try and put, build the whole thing into the headset. I guess maybe, yeah. maybe it makes the headset lighter. Yeah, yeah, which is cool because it's quite a nice looking headset compared to the. It's quite a nice looking headset. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I saw some footage of um, 
it doesn't look very deep or like it has much depth, but I saw some footage of um, uh, Battlezone. And make it a battle oh, okay. game yeah. for PlayStation VR, and of course, mm. uh, I still think that the best chance at the moment for VR games that you will actually want to spend any amount of time actually. Oh, we've lost you, Dev. <laughs> so, something, <laughs> something went fat. Apparently, the best chance for PlayStation VR is to explode. <laughs> uh, it looks like Sony's NDA just landed. Yeah, <laughs> we've been censored. <laughs> Uh, I think you're still here, Dan, but we'll never get to hear your insightful commentary. You can't oh, hear you're me back. at all. Hey. You're back. hey, what happened? It literally made a sort of fuck noise. <laughs> it's sort of... <laughs> oh, he's might have gone again. <laughs> Great. That's very helpful. Well, what else news have you got, I guess? There's a bit to be more. PlayStation VR. It, it will happen this year. Oh, and it's a good thing that I didn't buy my. And like now I'm feeling like, oh, it's all right to wait for PS4 now. Maybe I'll wait till the 4.5. Dr. Nick in your channel default channel timed out from the server. Dr. Nick entered your channel default channel on the server. Hello. Yes. I wonder if any of that comes out on the recording. Uh, Judging by the waveform, I'm going to say yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Lots of TeamSpeak related shouting. Uh, Don't we have that kind of stuff turned off on the recording? channel apparently not (laughs) (laughs) great that's gonna be brilliant okay no editing anyway i'm not sure quite sure why that should get piped that shouldn't get piped into the line on which i'm recording off but never mind never mind sorry listeners for that i have returned and i was just saying of course it would be gonna just get piped into the main out yeah sorry i'm figuring out because it gets piped but for an actual video game um, that you actually want to sit and play for hours. Like, I think the best chance right now for VR is a game where you're in a cockpit. And I think um, yep. Battlezone sounds like a cool one because it's also because you can do kind of retro, you can play off VR being a weird thing in the late 80s and do kind of, you know, vector graphics, crazy worlds like that. And that works quite nicely with VR, I, I think. And also mm. because, you know, easier to render so you can yeah run, make it run at 60 or however high you need it i don't know what, what are the is the refresh rate of the screens and are they like 60 apparently or they're like up, apparently they're like up to 120 hertz on so if you can, all of them so if you could make your game run at 120 or whatever it, off a playstation 4 it might not look mm. super great but if you do go for a stylized look you might have more chance i think something like Battlezone, and then you could even i don't this game doesn't look that like this it looks fairly simple but cool but you could make a full-on strategy game like like those old Battlezone games you know remember Battlezone 2 and yeah yeah of course i do the pc ones yeah they, yeah they pretty cool where you like they were rock solid hard but they yeah. were pretty cool but they were like rts games that you controlled from first person weren't they they were mental pretty much I mean, that would be awesome in VR. Yeah, anyway. I didn't actually play much play much Battlezone two, but like, like the bit I did play was a bit more missiony. And I liked the like, whole like um, Soviet Russia versus on the moon. On the moon, yeah, that was awesome. Clearly, that's cool. It was a cool direction to take that to take that game. It should probably come back. I think. I mean, the weird thing about the Battlezone games is it wasn't like an on-foot mechanic, and no one's—I'm not sure anyone's figured out how to properly do that in VR. Like, how is that gonna? Be, how are you gonna do a shooter in VR? I don't think you question. need that. Just sit in the tank the whole time. I think. Sure. Yeah. I reckon No Man's Sky will get a VR mode at some point. Like, not <laughs> at launch, but like a little way after. 
Any hype for No Man's Sky in the room? Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be cool. Not in sure. VR, but I think it'll be cool. I'm, 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 I can't be honest. I'm, st- I'm not sure about it. I, like, I just don't know what the. And, and I guess no, what st- no one still knows really enough about it. I don't, I don't know if the loop is going to be all that appealing. It's, I don't know. I don't think that matters though. I think it's just like that. Whether you want to see it is what's becoming more important now, really. Yeah. And then after it came, like you know, it's. Not cheap, but it's not super expensive. It's a full like price game. Regular. Yeah. I've been resisting the temptation to pre-order it because their pre-order is dumb. <laughs> it's like that's literally the reason that I would have already pre-ordered it on Steam because it's not a it's not a pre-order discount or anything. But the pre-order is just like you get a n- different ship at the start, and I'm like, fuck you! I don't want I don't want to like be given an easy start. <laughs> Just because I pre-ordered, so I'm not going to pre-order. Is it, is it, does it specifically say it's an easier start? Well, it, it suggests that it's, like, it's an improved starter ship. Oh, weird. Yeah, that's not what you want. I'm just like, well, fuck that, then. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, I don't think that's like what you want in that kind of game as a pre-order mode. In fact, yeah. always you want the opposite. You want it to be like hard mode start. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you're that enthusiastic about the game, you're going to pre-order it. I'm like hard mode from the beginning. <laughs> and a shitty ship. It's made of plastic. But yeah. Space plastic. It, it, so it's just like, it's not a good enough pre-order to make me want to pre-order it. So it's going to, like, surely that would just fuck up their numbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> their pre-order numbers. God. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Pre-order numbers. So silly. Uh, news of the legal variety. Okay. So... It's been doing the rounds a little bit over the past week, but uh, if anyone follows Jim Sterling and the Jimquisition and his his basic crusade against terrible, terrible games flooding Steam, um, there is one developer in particular that he has a particular ire with. What ire for? Is it ire with or ire for? Both, I guess. (laughs) He has ire. Distaste. Is um, um a, a pair of brothers forming uh, Digital Homicide, which have basically just done what he describes as asset flips, which are like you take Unity, you buy a lot of stuff off the store, you cobble together a just about working game and you sell it um, without actually really doing any creative input yourself. And these guys have churned out a lot of games and they're all terrible and have had very shady other companies potentially attached to their name and stuff like that uh and their fight has been going on very publicly for a long time they are now trying to sue jim sterling for a colossal 10 million dollars claiming libel and slander against their names um which is slightly crazy uh he is uh jim has been stay staying wisely pretty quiet about it. He's not allowed to talk about it. He shouldn't talk about it ahead of the the actual case and stuff like that. Um, Apart from whenever it comes up, he basically says, yeah, there's no problem. I'm pretty confident. There's no problem. Hmm. I just find that incredibly weird. It's not that weird. It it is a little bit. Like, they should... if this doesn't get thrown out immediately... Well, yeah, exactly. That's why it's not weird, because it's a dumb law case that's immediately going to get thrown out, just like all the other ones that have happened over the years. Yeah. It is... 
it is baffling that people that stupid exist. Is <laughs> the way I see this. Well, it's more like, like that they that there's. It's not baffling that people that stupid exist. It's baffling that they can find a lawyer that's stupid enough to think that they can win. I don't think they have a lawyer. <laughs> well, exactly. I think they're representing themselves. <laughs> that that may be the case. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I said with um. What was I talking about before? I don't remember. I don't remember. It's like I said about that other thing where it's just like, oh, I was talking about the adverts on YouTube, where it's just like, how can you get to the point that you can put an advert on YouTube and it's still this bad? <laughs> it's basically <laughs> yeah. that same thing. Like, how can you get to the point of, of making a legal case and it's this terrible? It's like you've, you've gone through this whole thing. You've been in this feud for, like, years. It can't be cheap, right, to file that case. Yeah, exactly. Like, wouldn't it have been better for homicide just to sort of lay low and just keep making well I say lay low but just keep making games right and hope they still sucker people into making because Steam obviously don't care no, right they haven't blacklisted them at all like Steam have got and they just haven't getting got involved as at all right because they don't, Steam just don't care about the quality of the games that hit their store it seems not through um, those channels anyway. no in somewhat parallel news <laughs> Um, apparently, the Lindsay Lohan case against Rockstar <laughs> oh. has made it through the first phase and will actually go to court. Except it won't because then they'll be, then someone will pay someone and then it'll be done. <laughs> they'll, yeah, it's, inevitably, it's almost certain that Rockstar will settle, but because you know they made a money. <laughs> but still, like, how yeah. did that get through the first phase? Like, well, because it was, not... because it's a fairly obvious one. It's Is not... it? Like I, having, I haven't played GTA Five, but from what I've seen, I, I don't know. I guess I don't know enough about the personal life of Lindsay Lohan, but I'm looking at that going, I don't, I don't see it. What? I don't well, get it's it. It's just the girl in the bikini, right from the from the cover. Yeah, the, like the one, the one that's in the yeah, the, the like the promotional material, like the cartoon of it. Yeah, and they're saying holding what? up, holding up the what is it? The was the the berry? Was the name of the fake phones in GTA? Yeah. Oh, iFruit, not Apple. Yeah. iFruit, yeah, holding up an iFruit. Selfie. I mean, that's it's not her know, likeness at all. I, uh, no, it's not. It's definitely not her likeness. So what's, well, what's you the know, case? It's... Like, like supposedly it is that like the character is too much like her. Like, but that character isn't know. really in the game, is she? I don't think I played through it, and I don't think there's a prominent like she. She's not I a don't... character. I don't think. But I, but I I thought I thought that was the deal. I thought like yeah. I, again I haven't played Maybe GTA Five so I don't know. But yeah, I don't remember that. But, that they think that the character is like like Lo, the Lohan estate feels that that's representing her and that it's portraying her in again in a sort of libelous and slanderous way. And it's like right. can't you just don't South Park get sued all the time for actually just saying this is Lindsay Lohan <laughs> <laughs> or what like. Or whoever it is they're talking about all the time. Why is this a problem? Like, I don't think it even looks like her, or is her. I don't. Does anyone know enough about Lindsay Lohan to make that connection, other than Lindsay Lohan? <laughs> well, maybe that's the secret. Maybe they've actually represented something she did in real life in the game, but no one knows it because it was a secret. And she's like, oh shit. It won't be a secret for long if she's like then filing a lawsuit, will it? It's like, <laughs> well, then, but then she could like have a closed case or whatever and be like you can't, you can't release this information uh, it's yeah, part maybe. of the law <laughs> like it's an injunction yeah. case or something <laughs> I, I think that's really weird 
That's well, really I mean, weird. It's just a case of like, you know, the whole problem of satire and stuff. Where it's just like you can take the piss out of the president of the United States if you want, up to a point. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but where is that point? I mean, weirdly, <laughs> there hasn't been a lot of it. I don't think in terms of Barack Obama. I think apart, there has. Apart, apart from thanks, Obama. <laughs> Like, I think there has been. Well, if you compare it to Bush. Well, no. I mean, it's but, like when it's a worse president, uh, I guess. A Republican, you <laughs> mean? Talking about some kind uh, of political bullshit. But, you know, there's always someone going to be satirizing anyone important. <laughs> all right. Like, real talk for a second. Oh, God damn it. What's your, like... Is Trump going to be a Republican candidate? Do you think that's going to happen? I'm I'm beginning to worry. Well, I think you should be. You're a bit slow in that. You're a bit slow. Yeah, I I know. Everyone's worried. I know, (laughs) but I thought like I thought for ages that it's just like this can't happen, right? This just it just can't happen. But yeah, I've reached a point where it's just like. No one knows what the other candidate is, or it's any of the other. The, it's the Republicans' party's own fault for like dividing themselves yeah. and they the didn't, country. They didn't unify against Trump. They still tried to continue with their own campaigns. They yeah. tried, but it was too late. Candidates. Yeah, because they've they've got everyone for years. Like they've managed to make everyone really angry, um, and they were trying to direct that anger towards the. Um, you know the Democrats who were have been in power, right? But instead, mm. they've just made them uh, people angry towards the establishment in general, which includes them. So, yeah. So then, someone hijacked their party, basically. It's crazy. I like. I'm just. I'm depressed that someone like Trump can. It's I mean, fine, yeah, Trump's though, a millionaire because whatever, the Republicans like... are in trouble with winning. Even if they had a sensible candidate, they're in trouble with winning because the demographics are changing. So you know, there's more minorities, so more likely to vote Democrat as the years go mm. by. Um, and they're more immigrants, and uh, immigrants aren't going to vote for Republicans because they're trying to like do everything they can to get rid of them. Sure. No, I don't. I don't think there's any chance in hell that Trump will become president of the United States. Yeah. Right. That just can't happen. Um, but at the in the same breath, it is so depressing to see how far he's got. It's very depressing. Like, just oh my god. Yep. At least get a stylist or something. Sort your hair out, mate. Yeah. I think he thinks that's part of this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. If you once you've committed to whatever you had at the start, you can't change it. Yeah, people know. You can't, you know. You can't be seen as being fallible. <laughs> I really like the the little the tiny hands thing though. That's funny. Have you heard about Dom? Yeah, no. the most... for some reason, Donald Trump is super super like um, sensitive about the size of his hands. And as far as I could tell, his hands are not like any smaller than normal, or they're they're, they're not big, but they're they're just normal. You wouldn't notice. But just he hands. he, someone once said years ago, literally like twenty years ago, somebody said he had small hands, and ever since then he's been trying to point out how big his hands are. <laughs> and he literally saying it at like on like giant stages in rallies and stuff. Look, I've got big manly hands and shit like that. So I do, you know, I do, I do like, easy. I do envision him like he's always splaying his hands, isn't he? When yeah, he's yeah, gesturing, yeah. like he's he opens his palm, palm, palm real wide. Yeah, because he's obsessed with how not how small his hands are, even though they're not that small. So all you have yeah. to do is just call him tiny hands, and he'll get really annoyed. 
Is it is it a penis thing? <laughs> well, he's also <laughs> talked he's about that on in a presidential debate. Yeah. Has he? Yeah. Yeah. That is he... not the place. <laughs> I'm just it... saying that's not the place. <laughs> He said, like, someone implied that you know what it means when someone has whatever, a big car or whatever. Well, let me assure you, there's no problem. That's what he said in a presidential oh, debate. That, the film Idiocracy is sounding exactly. more and more like it might it's happen. It's fully idiocracy. This is what's happening. Like, that, have you ever seen that, that film? Um, I have seen it, yeah. It's um, pretty good. A long time ago. <laughs> it's that's pretty good. Mike, that's Mike Judge, isn't it? I need to watch it again. Um, it's real dumb, but it's pretty good. I, yeah. I just like how everyone drinks. Like, there's no such thing as water anymore. Everyone drinks <laughs> yeah. Rondo. Yeah. <laughs> and like a, a Red Bull style energy drink. Yeah, like, this is the future, man. Oh. And like, no one watches TV because it's just like they have a video wall filled with brightly coloured adverts saying drink Brondo. <laughs> it's, and they, they're running out of food because they don't know what water is and they try and. Like spray the crops with Brondo. <laughs> it's so dumb. I love that film. It's real. It's real stupid. Anyway, moving on. Anyway, News. Moving on from that shit. GDC happened. Yep. I don't think yeah. a lot came out of GDC this year. Like, what, what annoyed me was a lot of people went to it. Apparently, <laughs> a lot of people iPad. It. It's like the basically. Updates stopped on Dwarf Fortress and Starbound web pages because they were at GDC. <laughs> for like, well, the thing about Starbound was they've been trying to keep up with their weekly updates or whatever. So, and they've already been barely doing it, as mm. as has been always the case with Starbound. Yep. And then, like, oh, we're going to GDC, so updates might be kind of light. And then it's like been like a very long time. It's just like GDC isn't. It's, a, it's like one weekend, right? Mm. <laughs> Get that done and then come back and start posting again. Don't take a holiday as well. <laughs> Everyone needs a holiday. God damn it. Hurry up and get finished, are If Zach was a uh, president, no one would get holidays. <laughs> you can have a holiday, just have a reasonable amount of time. Even if you're just, even if it's just a shit post where you're like, we're done with GDC and now we're coming back to the office or something. I'll still just post. Yeah, just, just have like a that. post. All right. Yeah, that's Especially fine. if you're already failing and you're barely keeping up with a weekly schedule. Type just thing. get an auto post to publish that or something. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, an auto post. That'd be even better. Make two posts to have one in advance and just have it post while you're not there. Hey, we're going to GDC. Don't expect anything. Hey, we're back from GDC. Begin to expect. <laughs> So the one thing that I've noted of interest that came from GDC is that Valve are making a game. Okay. Right. It's hat, but it's going to be a mini game collection for Steam VR. Well, that's Steam. not really a game. Yeah. It's a it's a necessary thing that they need to be it'll be a <laughs> release on the Steam VR platform. Yeah, it'll be a release under Valve's name, I guess, which hasn't happened since Portal 2, I guess. And or or did CSGO on, um, come out afterwards? I don't know. Um, on yeah, CSGO too, probably came out whatever. afterwards. Right. Yep, it's a brand new Source Engine, all that stuff. Uh, and it's called The Lab. And had a, what looked like Portal-esque it's imagery portal, to it. Right. Yeah. Right. They really shouldn't. They really shouldn't. They shouldn't waste the Portal universe on a dumb minigame pack. Yeah, they already did yeah. their dumb VR demo in the Portal thing, and it was just they like, did, that's yeah. pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> are they uh are they, are they pulling at your your tether a little bit? You're just like 
slow. Don't, 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 don't fuck with Portal, man. But it'd be like, it'd be like making a Half-Life minigame pack. <laughs> yeah, now that would be dumb. Just like, um, you're Portal's running out better of suited. You, you've got to admit that. Yeah, it's better suited, but it's just like, you can't... The whole point of Portal, like the universe of Portal that they made, was like... Well, they started to fuck it up in Portal 2, basically, because it was like they made this whole idea of like the abandoned science facility and you were the only person there and you were fighting against the giant overarching AI enemy robot. And then in Portal 2, they started to fuck it up when they were being like, now we can have these two other robots who act as the co-op game and they can just be regenerated infinitely and they functionally just like... They're, they're not sort of like humans, right? Yeah. So why does... Why does well, I suppose the end of Portal 2 was that GLaDOS doesn't want anything to do with you anymore, right? Like, well, except at the end of the co-op story, where the robots find a secret stash of extra humans that GLaDOS oh, could continue that. to test on. Spoiler alert. But yeah, <laughs> like, you, you never finished it. I never got, we never got there, yeah. But yeah, it was just like, well, that's just... God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. Maybe we should finish that. <laughs> well, you'll probably have to start over at this point, really. We did... No, yeah, maybe. I might have forgotten all the mechanics. <laughs> Game trailers. Uh, are shutting down? They have shut down. <laughs> it's been a month. But they're back. Well, sort of. Kinda. <laughs> yes, kinda. Pretty much the entire staff of game trailers have reformed to very slowly put together their own thing, which is called Easy Allies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, which, you know, I'm not sure it's a particularly no. good name, but, you know, I am very glad to see them back. And I will be checking out their podcast, which launched a day ago i think um they've already done a disney infinity star stream because brandon jones is obsessed with disney infinity great but yeah i, I want to see what those guys do now that they're going full-on patreon and uh they're gonna need quite a lot of money off patreon right they're gonna need quite a lot of followers to make this work to like fund like eight guys well, i don't know how much do you think would really be necessary well what do you what do you think is a decent salary for a, a game editorialist, for eight guys on like a monthly scale, yeah. Oh. <laughs> how yeah. much? How much higher than like basic pay rate do you want to go? Is the question. I don't know. Well, I don't know about like dollars. You probably need like thirty thousand dollars, maybe twenty five thousand dollars yeah. to make it livable. I guess probably. And you times that by eight, you need like two hundred thousand dollars a year. A year, which is what? Well, I suppose maybe that is doable. Yeah, like. 30 grand a month. No, it's the other way. It'll be like 15, 20 grand a month. Yeah, exactly. That's definitely doable. Yeah, maybe that's doable. I mean, it's like the Dwarf Fortress guy makes 5,000 a month. Yeah. <laughs> On average. Maybe that's doable. But anyway, it's good to see those guys back. Like, even if they are trying to employ themselves, mm. those guys those guys deserve to do well. Especially if they go back to doing reviews. I want to see their reviews. Well, yeah. That would be... It's like... You can't that's really what Daniel Bloodworth was only. Like, that's what he did. He didn't really get involved necessarily in the actual like stupidity of game trailers, like sure. the crazy shows. He did good, good driving game reviews, and it's just um, like you, you can't necessarily say how good this is until you see what they actually do. Yeah, if they just try and basically continue exactly as they were, I mean, they'll probably be fine. I think that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, although apparently they didn't get the rights to some of their shows, like Defy Media are holding on to those IPs for some reason. Okay. Um, which <laughs> seems a bit weird because a lot of them are named after the people that presented them. Like Michael Huber had a show called Huber Hype, and he can't do that. 
But the final Bosman from Kyle Bosman, he can't do that anymore. Yeah, he did just make a dumb like spin-off name instead of final Bosman, make it like mid-Bosman. Mini-Bosman. <laughs> Mini-Bosman. <laughs> yeah, I think, that, that, I think that's weird, right? Like, companies holding on to the names of the person doing it? That's strange. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad they're back. I'll check out their stuff. I might even join the Patreon. I don't know. I like the, I like those guys a lot. We'll see. Uh, see what their content's like first. I yeah, guess. Exactly. Pro- prove yourselves. If you haven't seen the like Allies Assemble trailer, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, yeah. So there's been some like more Nintendo NX numers numers rumors 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 flying around some. What turned out to be faked screenshots of the NX controller based off that patent design. Yeah. Freaking um, amazing so. Photoshop skills, though. Yeah. I looked look at those good. so closely, and it looks so real. It's ridiculous. And not that, I mean, the actual controller, like, isn't believable. I'm not convinced by it, no, yeah. No, <laughs> but, but the, the Photoshop job on making it look real is amazing. Yeah. Good, good job, whoever it's actually like, faked those. Like You're an arsehole, but and I can... Dust on the screen and... Yeah, you're an ass, but I can appreciate your skills as an ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> highly skilled trolling there. Yeah, yeah, Very impressive. Yeah, kudos to you. Kudos. Uh, yeah, so that happened. But I guess the the, the bigger sort of real ish news were that the rumors came out of the production facilities of the Wii U that claimed that Nintendo is uh, to halt production of the Wii U very shortly. Um, which would kind of make sense if they're gearing up for a new console launch, right? Yep. Um, Nintendo, however, come out and said, no, what are you talking about? Of course they have. That's what they always do. But their statement is a bit odd in that they didn't really outright deny any kind of length of time. They basically said it was going to be um, produced this quarter and throughout the future, effectively, is what they said. It's like, that kind of means nothing. It's like, all right, so what have we got? We've got another month or so left in development, guaranteed, is what you basically said. Right. They're, they're not confirming or denying anything, really. No, basically. Um, I, I mean, at this point, would you reckon, like, Zelda is actually going to straddle the NX and Wii U? Uh, or, I hope not. Like, that's what that we was, kept saying. That was really sucky with um, the uh, Wii. And the GameCube. Well, yeah, sure, but that was because they were somewhat like shoehorning motion controls. Like the GameCube version was still fine. Well, you don't know what the NX control scheme is going to be like. Whether yeah, they're going to yeah. have to shoehorn something from that into that, the game. That is true. That is true. It will all be touchscreen controls for some reason. I mean, I, I know I've been on record before saying I reckon we might see the NX this year, but I'm not so sure. Probably not. I like, I, I'm rethinking it. I don't think. I don't think the NX will happen this year. I think we well, you might, might. You might see. We it. might hear about <laughs> it. Yeah, but with, it might be. They might say, "Look, it's coming. It's not coming out this year. It's coming out holiday 2017." And they might be upfront about that. I think is what we will see this year. I hope they call it the Nintendo Revolution. That was a better name than freaking. Yeah, go back to that. That would be. That would be just <laughs> fine. I'll be happy like, with that. Yeah, you need to come up with some bullshit name which has an X in it. <laughs> but even if it's <laughs> to keep within, I don't, I don't mind them dumb. calling it the NX. Actually, I've kind of got okay. The NX is a way better name than the Wii, the Wii U, the 3DS, or the 2DS. Although I, I see what they did with 3DS. 3DS on its own was quite clever. 
But they got stupid when they started doing 2DS and new 3DS. <laughs> I always thought NX or Net, or I always, I always thought Next was kind of an obvious name for Xbox. Sure. <laughs> right? Xbox yeah, well, yeah, Next, Next is way better than Xbox One. Yeah, One is a bad name. Especially if they're now going to be like console cycles. Like, what is the Xbox 1.1? <laughs> yeah, clearly. Obviously, no, people will clearly. call it the next box, but but still, as a nickname. But you know, I don't know. That's fine. That's better than X Bone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> which I definitely still which, call it the X Bone. I, I, yeah, I was about to say. I, I'm glad you do because I, I I feel like that name has gone somewhat out of out, out of, of popularity. Right. Yeah, calling it the X Bone. Well, people just call it Xbox now, I guess. Yeah, well, I hear too many people calling it an X One, which is uh, like, no, that's what? that's no good. <laughs> The X1, isn't that... Well, the X1 has to be like a sci-fi thing, right? Sure. There has to be something Course. called an X1. Several. Yeah. It's like Experimental 1, isn't it? That's the <laughs> yeah. basic... That was a real thing as well, I'm sure. Like in aeronautics, there's probably several oh, planes yeah. that are called X1s. Well, sure. I can tell you which one. The Bell X1. It was the first plane to uh, to go faster than the speed of sound. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It seems like that wouldn't have been the first experimental plane, really. That's the probably... Bell. It's got to be in several other planes before that that were experimental. <laughs> yeah, but that was the first one they named with the X series, I guess. Because mm. um, that's somewhere. Yeah, and they started with that one. Uh, you'd think the it would be the X, the X3 or something that finally got past the speed of sound. But I know, no. but they just did it on the first go. Yeah, they got it. Good job, guys. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> it was the first one they called it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they called it the X1 because it's like, yeah, we did it. This is the first one. <laughs> yeah, they already knew. Just just write it down as the X1. Write it down. Yeah. The NX is just like, you want it to be the Nintendo experience. <laughs> I guess. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> the N has got no. stuff for Nintendo, obviously. If, if Nintendo start using the word experience like Microsoft to do, I might as well kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's... I hate that so much. I'm with Carl Vosman on that one. Like, like the, the the amount Microsoft says the word experience is just the most nauseating thing. Ugh. But it's the new. I guess. I guess if you experience. never watch E3, that's. I guess if you never watch E3, that's not a problem for you. But well, it's only sometimes a problem in E3 because they usually have like a different catchword every year, don't they? Whereas like, well, which word is this year's one that they're going to say over and over and over? Experience, I innovation. I don't know what it is. I think there's been like a um, like a resurgence of like people quoting that old Nintendo Reggie thing of like play the game. <laughs> like just over the last couple of weeks, I've just seen numerous posts of people just going play the game. Oh, Reggie, we love you. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Um. Two more bits of mini news. Um, this one was kind of inevitable, I think, but Sony has closed Evolution Studios, who were the team behind Drive Club. Yep. <laughs> that was bound to happen, right? Right. They managed to get that DLC out the door and they were like, fuck it. <laughs> yep. Like they, they, they somewhat made good on all of their promises eventually, and Sony were like, well, this was a disaster. <laughs> Goodbye. Like, not obviously, the closure of a studio, you have to be sad for the people involved, but in this case, it's possibly the least surprising closure we've seen for a while. <laughs> Sorry, but mm, Drive Club didn't exactly leave a uh, sweet taste in people's mouths. 
Or Apparently a, they're uh, working on a PlayStation VR version. Yeah, but obviously not that, that studio. Happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, their, their prior work was met with some... I mean, they did Motorstorm before Drive Club. So, mm. you know. And the first Motorstorm game you could claim was like, you know, actually, in terms of like proving what the PS3 was capable of, that was a pretty good good tech demo. Mm. It's a shame that, it, you know, they didn't really progress past that point over the entire lifespan of the PS3. But, you know. Closures. Never great. Um... And finally, Firefight. That mode we liked from Halo ODST. <laughs> well, that specific version of that mode? Well, who knows, <laughs> actually. Uh, well, not exactly, I suppose. Um, Firefight is coming to Halo 5. Obviously cool. not split screen, unfortunately. I like Firefight. That was good, yep. It, it's coming to Halo 5, and it's coming as a new mode tacked onto the Warzone-style card mechanics. So you can use your Warzone gear in firefight mode, is the idea. Okay. Uh, that seems logical, right? They still want to push their Warzone ecosystem, I guess. Well, it seems more like they they're, they're, they want this to be a way to convince people to actually use the cards. Because <laughs> when you're playing a multiplayer game... <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's yeah. Like if you're in single player, you only have yourself to blame if your tank gets blown up. <laughs> yeah. So it makes you it makes you slightly more willing to take the risk to use the card. Uh, that's a pretty good argument. Yeah, I think that's. I think that that makes it way more legit. I think, like, the, or the, perhaps it doesn't feel so bad when you use it and it goes wrong. Yeah, I don't know. exactly. Um, You're not getting screwed by the other team just doing just something. Good. Yeah, <laughs> or or random series of events. I guess it may be a little bit more predictable. Uh, but yeah, Firefight is cool. You know, it's just made that a little bit more. Unfortunate that Halo Five is, doesn't have any split screen. Yeah, because you know Zach and I really quite liked Firefight in ODST, and to a lesser extent, the one in Reach. Yeah, because ODST's one was clearly superior. Yeah, ODST's was quality. <laughs> they got it right the first time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's news. That is the news. That was the news. That was the news. Da, 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 da. And now it's time for what you've been playing. What you've been playing, Rob? What you've been playing? Oh, you're going to start. Uh, this is this is a rare occasion. You're starting with. I guess I'm not pressed for time. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. You you didn't get to say everything last time, apparently. Yeah. So the one I missed last week uh, was that Gnome and I played through the first episode of. Um, I forgot what the fuck it's called, though. <laughs> what's, that, what's that game called? Good job. The one about the teenage girl called Max. <laughs> Shitting hell. <laughs> it's like Sonic, <laughs> Made by Don't Nod. <laughs> you can remember the developer? Yeah. <laughs> God, what's that game called? I have no idea. It's the worst. It was like every, everyone loved it last year. Like it, it Yes, was... they sure did. Do you know it, Zach? Are you just really not helping me out? Life is strange. There we go. Life is strange. Man. Boy, that, that was a terrible bit of radio. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, we played through the first episode of that. Because I was kindly given a copy of the first episode of that. And that game is 
an episodic adventure game. It sort of ticks all the same boxes, pretty much. Like, so its key hook is that your protagonist, uh, uh, a teenage girl called Max, uh, has developed odd abilities to rewind time and replay moments that have occurred to her in order to change the outcome. So that gives you a little bit of like flexibility. Like, so it follows in a, in many ways that sort of tried and true telltale formula, even though it's not a telltale game, but you know, you know what I'm talking about if you've played Walking Dead or any of their games in the last five years, probably. Um, but if once you make a decision, if you didn't like how that played out or you didn't feel comfortable with what the result of that choice was, you can very easily just rewind time and do it again and be all like, oh, that's the choice I really want to make. And there are spots, actually, like when we played through and we sort of forgot about that mechanic. Like something would happen in the storyline and we just sort of assumed, oh, that's how that was supposed to play out. But no, we could have... This is the interesting thing. I, mean, I guess we've got to teach ourselves is like, like you could have actually rewind. You can actually rewind time at many points in the story and be all like, oh, you know what? I, I this could play out in a different way if I do this. Let me try this um, because it does that classic telltale thing at the end of the episode. It did that thing where it's like, oh, these are the choices you made, hmm. and then you can sort of look at it and go, oh, I could have done that. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Um, or I didn't know that was possible. And it's like, oh, I could have reround time and made that better. Uh, so it's got, it's, it's, that, that's its, that's its little twist. Um, I'm not 100% sure if it resonated with me because it kind of follows that, I don't know, somewhat cliched, you're a teenage girl in America and high school is terrible, man kind of vibe that I'm not 100% sure I really fully experienced in the same way that every like high school movie seems to profess that it's awful. Mm. Mm. I don't know. So I'm not sure I had that. Also, I think episode one doesn't necessarily hit the hit its stride. It's entirely set up, really. These are the characters you need to care about. These are some of the motivations. Here's how the game functions. Apparently things get good from episode two. Mm. So I'm told. But, you know, it's interesting. Well, like, I'm kind of basing whether or not we'll carry on with it entirely on whether no one wants to carry on, right? Yeah, how is she feeling about it? (laughs) I don't know. I think she came off it sort of like the same sort of like, like it doesn't, because it was just a setup episode kind of thing, like a bit like a pilot TV show. Hmm. It's hard to get a feel for whether it's going to be good or not. Uh, and the game's business model is basically play the first episode and then buy into the rest. Um, primarily, like you can just buy the whole the the, the whole five episode thing outright, but mm. uh, they kind of they do a lot of deals very regularly on the first episode. Where you can like play the first episode for like two pounds or something, um, and then if you want, buy into the rest for like a tenner. Um, which isn't terrible money, don't get me wrong, but it's a, it's one of those things where it's just that that first episode doesn't necessarily paint the entire, it's not quite dramatic enough, it's not quite... Right, yeah. The the hook at the end of the episode isn't necessarily strong enough to be like, oh, how's, how is the rest of this going to plan out? You know, everyone says episodes two and three are really good, so I'm intrigued, but I will base it entirely on whether no one wants to continue playing it with me. Uh because it seems to fit quite nicely as one of those style games. 
I'll let her make all the decisions where there's <laughs> enough time. But then I can just, there is a call. Of course there's enough time because I can just rewind time. Aha, perfect. That's not, that's not how that works though. Rewinding time doesn't give you more time. It just gives you the same time. Yeah. <laughs> you can make the decision again. It's like if I press Yeah, but if you make the decision again, and you have to, should we play this game? No. Should we play this game? Yes. Well, it's the same amount of time in either game. Well, if I press the wrong button, for instance, because sometimes I do, <laughs> like, because I'm just like, the reflex, I'm just going, yeah. <laughs> Or like I'll be trying to skip text, and then a ch- yeah, and, the, and then the choice comes up, and I'm just like, oh no, the <laughs> classic I, problem. Then I can just go back and do it again. Like, why is uh, that always? Why do not? Why do more people not solve that problem in games? Which is like, don't have your your make a choice button be the same as the advance the text button, or make it so it like locks you out for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but make it do something yeah. to prevent that. How many owl. games? The owl it from the uh, Ocarina is the famous one, isn't it? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. The, the, the Bioware wheel solves that a little bit. Yeah. Like it requires a stick. You have to push it away. You, you have yeah. to actually push the stick in the direction. But, yeah, and uh, you know all the classic examples of that. Like the, the it was happened a lot with the old Nintendo games, where it's just like whenever it had the classic, here's a bunch of tutorial text. Did you understand this? Yes, no, and the default option is always yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like wait, what, what did you say? So life is strange. Have you, you ever it's actually like... edited a podcast to remove anything in yeah. seven? Oh, years there's been there's it. been the odd occasion. You had a story where you mentioned someone's name, and then afterwards you were very reluctant about us repeating that name. So I put in the scout from TF2 <laughs> <Yep>. going. <laughs> oh yeah, what was that about? Anyway, never mind. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't try to remember. Or we'll just end up accidentally. Yeah, we'll end up, having, we'll end up having to bah over the top. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so that was Life is Strange. Uh, I continue to dabble in fast racing Neo. And every time I play that game, I come away feeling fucking excellent. <laughs> that game is awesome. But somewhere Sweet. in the back of your mind, you're still disappointed it's not F-Zero. <laughs> A little bit, yeah. <laughs> of course I am, because I would really love to see another F-Zero. But... And I really, really hope that Formula Fusion is good. Mm. Right? You know, the Wipeout team making you know that game. Um, but that isn't to say I'm not I'm dissatisfied with Fast Racing Neo. It is a great game. Freaking love it. It's just like it pushes. Like I've said this many times before. It just pushes all of my buttons in just the right way, and it gets better as it gets faster. <laughs> it's just like, like oh, it's so good. Uh, and I've been doing more of the time trial stuff, like just trying to ace runs through the through the track in order to actually beat the developer times. And like, like, like for most, of the, like I'm still doing. I've only just finished Subsonic for the time trials because it's there's a couple of tracks where they basically nail it, and they the, like the developer time is perfect. Mm. Like, like you have you have to get it spot on in order to in order to beat it. So I'll start doing Supersonic on that, and I've just started doing the Hypersonic Championships, which are crazy fast. But as a, a friend of mine who I had to demonstrate this to because he's a big F Zero fan as well, uh, pointed out. I wish, he wishes that colliding with the wall in hypersonic had more of an impact than it does. Like, because actually, yeah, as the game gets faster, hitting a wall becomes less of a problem because your car is way faster, and so like you recover from it faster. Mm. Um, so it doesn't necessarily feel like hitting the wall is a big deal. Um, uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll see how that pans out, uh, and I'm still to try the. Uh, 
hero mode that unlocks as you complete hypersonic championships, which basically turns your boost bar into an energy bar like F-Zero. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how that pans out as well. But, oh, yeah, every time, every time I play it, I just come around thinking to myself, this is so good! And I, like, even when I'm in the house on my own, I think I find myself saying that out loud. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love it! Um, I played a tiny, tiny bit more of Hand of Fate, and I cannot finish that last level. Mm. I just cannot do it. Even if I'm well-equipped, if I've had a really good run, the bullshit of facing the three rat bosses all at once... I can't do it. I just can't do it. I need to like. I don't, I don't even know what I need to do. It's just a bastard. Like <laughs> those rat bosses, but just basically have the ability of turning into an unstoppable, unblockable attack at any moment, and it's almost impossible unless you've got like every speed boost you can imagine on your character of seeing that thing appear, and then your animation playing out to the point where the next action you do will uh, dodge the attack. It's it's impossible. I don't understand. It's, it's just impossible. Fuck that game. I will probably never finish it now. I've just, I've, I've done that last, I've attempted this last level way too many times. And I've had enough of it. <laughs> I've had enough. I'll probably end up playing it again. Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> I haven't finished it. I need to beat games. God damn it. That's why you've been fucking continuing to play capsized as well. I finished that. Yeah, I know. So Zach and I attempted to do a video for uh, Steam indie game Capsized, um, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, two minds about whether I should actually do that video or not, because it didn't capture very well. I might have to do a pretty extensive edit job on it to try and make something decent out of it. Um, Which, And that's basically like, do you remember Soldat? Yes, I remember <laughs> That's that. your reference, really? All the awesome noughts style control. It, you know, it's a 2D platformer where you aim with the mouse, right? Um, and that's basically it. There's not a lot of great, great deal to say about it. You go around this alien environment as a dude in a spacesuit shooting some aliens, trying to complete the objective. Yeah. It's simple. It kind of works. It's okay. Nothing particularly fancy. It was next on our Steam A to Z list. And it isn't that long, so we played through like half the game on the video, and I played through the rest of the game. It's still just okay. Yep. I'm now done with that game. Good. Um, well, I might play a few more bot matches to get, to get to get to get like the easy achievement, and then I'm done. Uh, but the main thing I've been putting my time into, actually, no, I should pr- very briefly mention Super Mario Brothers Two on the DS still is okay. That's a Mario game. It's pretty good. Wait, hang on a minute. New Super Mario Bros. 2, I should say. Wait, so. can we just roll back just a moment mm-hmm. to, the, to the issue of playing, you're, you're playing games on Steam? Yeah. Well, what's my problem with games on Steam? <laughs> your problem is that you have that annoying compulsion to continue playing them yeah. every time, and it's dumb. I just want to get 50% achievements. Yeah, That's I know. Like, as long as I hit that mark, I'm done with that game. So this is what I'm thinking... And it's like, I was thinking about what this problem that you have and ways that we can potentially solve it. <laughs> it's just like an intervention. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I came up with two theories of how we could solve this. The first one is that I could, is that I could just inconvenience you by I'll, every time after we finish <laughs> recording, I'll just quickly delete the game. <laughs> 
<laughs> but these games tend to be so small that that is like the least inconvenient thing you can do. Well, it's, it's, it's like the marginal inconvenience. I suppose it stops highlighting them in the list. That's, that's yeah, that as well. It's so not... I still haven't finished my bridge constructor. God damn it! <laughs> and then my other I idea. I might be done with that game. <laughs> yeah, you should be. Yeah. My other idea was like, if you're so obsessed with the fifty percent achievement margin, I just want to get my average up. But, I mean, the trick is the average. Right? I'm at forty-five percent average achievement completion. <laughs> yes. I want to push that up. If you're so obsessed with that, the numbers have to go up. What we should probably do when we're recording is just use Steam sharing and play through a blank account. <laughs> right, <laughs> then the yeah. achievements will go onto that account, and then you won't have to worry. It won't fuck up your achievement score on your main account. That's true. There will never be any Steam pop-ups from friends joining because there won't be any friends list. But I also like getting my money's worth out of the game. God damn it. I have inferior acquired this game, or someone has acquired it for me. I must make that money work. It's <laughs> for all these games that you like, you would never probably ever play unless we were playing them to make a video. <laughs> Maybe not, no. <laughs> but I have them. Yes, they exist. They That's exist. it. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> well, have you been playing on? We should, we should continue your challenge. Like, yeah, let's let this was that carry on. The only other thing I've really been playing is like, uh, yeah, New Super Mario Bros. Two continues to be just fine. You know, it's a Mario game. No, yep. no real problems with it. I'm seventy five percent of the way through it. Didn't take very long. No, no it's, it's got like ten worlds. And, you know, and it's not. It's not a very big game. Is this the one that has like? You get through the main game and then it gets. Then you actually find where the game is. You know what? I don't know. If that's <laughs> if that's what happens, I don't then... remember which one of these several most recent new Mario games was the one that everyone said that about. Mm. Where it's if... like this is okay until you get to the end, and it's like here's the actual Mario. <laughs> yeah, you know what? If that's what happens, I'm all for it. Like, there's, there's nothing particularly wrong with this one, but yeah, as I say, I'm getting. I'm only like. 2.5 percent towards the one million coin challenge. God damn it! But like, like. I'm not going to do that because it's like you just don't know income faster. <laughs> oh yeah, there's no achievement. So, <laughs> Nintendo doesn't have achievements, so it's not a problem on Nintendo. I finished them because I want to on Nintendo. Um, there's no public record of my failure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know why I care. It's so dumb. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, if that is the game, I wouldn't be against that. And the only other thing I've really been doing is just grinding out Pokemon Picross, yep. just waiting, waiting to get enough Picrites to unlock Area Seven. Yep. I'm, yep. I'm, I've got like fifty-five Picrites, so I need a hundred. Yeah, and I can't beat level seven of the challenge. I was three seconds slow this morning. Three. God damn it! Why you, you I want to reach level eight challenge. I'm done with level seven. <laughs> Not that it's that much different. No, but you know, I'm like three seconds short. You've still got to get the stupid the trophy or whatever for beating it in one minute forty. Nah, uh, yeah, I don't know if I what level level ten. Oh, level, what, 10. level ten okay. in one minute forty. Yeah. Not even the two minutes. You have to do it even faster. Well, that's basically you just it's wait. like one minute fifty at my level. Is weirdly, yeah. but, like is the target, but. It's basically Every now and then you just get one that's yeah. like not immediately obvious, and it's like, well, there's a possibility here. Except and there isn't. Like, that's the trouble. There isn't. Really. Like, <laughs> there you, never you is. Just, you just can't quite see it that well. Like, like, yeah, you just have to wait for it randomly to give you all the easy ones. Yeah. <laughs> I still quite like Picross, but yeah, like it's a, it's a shame. Well, I suppose it's not a shame. It's free, right? Yep, but, yeah, exactly. It, it makes sense that I'm, I'm getting stuck with it. But I'll keep grinding. I'll keep doing those challenges. Well, it's, like we said, it's just the thing you do when you turn your 3DS on. Go in there for like 
two minutes and then you you're know, done. You know what I found like like if I'm at, like go for a lunch break at, like at work I say go for a lunch break at work I'm yeah like, I go for a lunch break at you go home. downstairs yeah like if I need to somehow like wake myself up to do the afternoon shift or whatever like actually playing that that challenge is actually quite a good way of turning my brain on again okay <laughs> it gets me active after just watching shitty YouTube videos for, <laughs> for an hour so maybe the shitty YouTube videos are actually the problem not the... <laughs> yeah probably. <laughs> Rotting your brain play... with a bit of YouTube, are you? Yeah, perhaps I need to play a bit of capsize. Oh. <laughs> Bridge gets like that. You should play. You should play like. Well, one you of play the like games. Mario Bros. Like, yeah, you should play that or one of the other games on 3DS that you now have access to yeah. because I gave them to you. Yeah, like I have a copy of Professor Layton and as well. As well. As well. I bought a copy yeah. of Professor Layton and the Miracle Mask. I bet that has a lot of puzzles in, because yeah. <laughs> that's the whole point of the game. Yeah, well, it's got like 150 built in, but then they released another 365 as DLC, like free DLC. So in theory, there's like 400, 515 puzzles in that game. That's quite a lot. So I'll, do, I'll, do, I'll start on that at some point. Maybe when the pit cross grain gets a bit worse. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's why I still like my 3DS. Yay. Yay for me. Um, but the the major thing I should talk about, I suppose, and I don't know if you ever got around to actually playing this, Dan, I'm like, I, but I ended up playing through all of Alien Isolation. Oh, I did play it. Yeah, totally. I didn't get to the end of it. Did you get, I thought it was a bit long. Did you get it it is a bit long. It's longer than you think, and it has got some sections which are obviously unnecessarily padded. Um, did you but, play yeah, it? I've, I've, what I've finished difficulty it. did you yeah. play uh, normal mode, right? Whatever's okay. in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I think I must have. I, yeah. I have a very, I kind of have a. I wouldn't say a love hate relationship, but a like dislike relationship. Yeah, me too. Like, and <laughs> yeah. that I really love what they're going for. Yeah, me too. And it, I was going into it really expecting to hate it. Mm. I thought um, you would. I thought you did from the, even when we did that demo of it. At, um, the, I don't think the survival mode, I don't think demoing it was really the right approach. Like no, when you're playing not. it for real, the game does a pretty good job of setting you up for what you need to be doing before you even encounter the alien. Yeah, yeah. Um, it does a real good job of making you know what that game's about, basically. Mm, yeah. Um, so let's get the good out of the way and do what I normally do with reviews. Um, and shit on it, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. So it absolutely nails that aesthetic. Yeah, it does. It's brilliant. Damn, that is so accurate. To and what it's such a great film thing as well, is. that first Alien film. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how they managed to make it so, so it's good. It's so good. Like, just from the shitty CRT technology to the terrible text to the, the fact that everything looks like a VHS in some capacity, mm. it's... To the claustrophobic nightmare that is space in the alien universe, it's yeah, uh, it's it's fantastic. Like it doesn't run massively well on the Expo, and it runs just fine. But you, you know, but that that lighting model is fantastic. Um, like uh, how you how it feels to move about the environment is good. Mm. You know, it it's it's got a. It the 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 aesthetics of play of that game are just spot on. I don't think they could have done a better job. 
I really don't. It's, no, it's so it's good. Great. And the sound is I mean, really good too. The sound, yeah, you. The sound is incredible. That game would be unplayable if that sound was any less good. Mm. You rely on it totally. There comes a point where you begin to recognize every noise that the alien makes and what that means. Mm. Right? I don't necessarily like, think that's necessarily a good thing, though. Exactly, because it's just like it's kind of. It's a little bit. It's giving like, you information that it not necessarily intending to give you. <laughs> I, I think it's. Into, I don't know how I could play that game without that information. It that information is what made that game work for me, rather than being a frustrating, fecking nightmare. Mm. Like you know, you, when you begin to recognise that is the sound of the alien coming out of the vents, compared to that is the sound of the alien going back into the vents, which sound incredibly similar at first, but then you realise oh, there's a tonality to the noise the alien makes at each end of that action. That make you go, oh right, no, that just happened. That means it's safe to come out now because he's gone into the vents. I can, I can move around a bit before he jumps back down in front of my face and kills me, um, which has happened plenty of times during plenty this playthrough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that sound, the sound design is fantastic. Like, yeah, it does the classic thing where space isn't silent; like, it's just muffled. Mm. It's pretty quiet, but it's mostly muffled. Um. Yeah, I, that, and just the quality of the uh, surround sound as well, because obviously I'm playing with a full surround sound rig, mm. and um, hearing the thump of the alien behind you, mm-hmm. like when you didn't realise it was there, that is both the best and the most terrifying feeling. That game is tense as fuck. There's no other yeah, way of describing it's it. It's really tense, yeah. Like the first, the first time I played that game, I played it for like a two or three hour session straight the first time i came away going man i was stressed out yeah yeah you're like shaking and stuff it, but it was but it was it was really good and but eventually you get into the rhythm of it you sort of learn to accept that that's what the game is mm. um and it becomes and it becomes okay it becomes somewhat entertaining like it, yeah so all of that stuff aside it's flawed because kind of by design in some respects. Um, so uh, let's start with the, like, sticking with the aesthetic theme, the animation in places is shonky as hell. Like just the way NPCs in particular. Yeah. They have no lip movement. <laughs> like there are sections where you're just talking to someone and their lips aren't moving or anything. You're just talking <laughs> to a face. Like a dead-eyed guy just staring you down through a window, and it's just like, right, mm. like having just gone through like a super awesome scene where you've evaded the alien perfectly, like you've you've like run through fire to just get out of a certain situation, and you've come out the other side barely alive, and you've medicated yourself, and then there's some dude sat at the other side of a window just going, "Hello, good to see you're alive." Let's do this other thing. <laughs> and you're like, what? Yeah, yeah. And there are there are places where the storytelling is just bad, like straight up, because of the contrast between you've just done this real awesome sequence and you've stealthed it perfectly and you've done real good, and there's a guy just there. <laughs> it's like, how did you get here? And don't get like, well, eyes. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, why aren't you dead yet? Yeah. It's like, spoiler alert, everyone dies. Um, <laughs> Like, there's, there's like nobody you meet in that game is basically is safe at any point um but it is still like confusing where it's just like how the hell, why 
why are you here? The alien's like right on the other side of this door. And you're just sitting there in a chair, casually looking out the window. <laughs> what is going on? Um, which actually kind of leads to the second big problem of the game in general. Any encounter involving humans, like aggressive humans, mm. is just awful. Yeah. Like they are really, but they are the, the worst part of the game by far. Definitely. Partly because guns are like evil; they kill you real fast. The humans have the best vision of anyone in the game. It seems like even besting the alien, they will just see you like like the tiniest little shred of you, and they'll immediately turn on you, and for no reason at all. Most of the time, they're just like, "Hey, who are you?" Bang, and you're done. You're dead. You're done. Um, as soon as any of that stuff. And I was playing a no-kill run. I wanted to get through it without killing any humans because there's like a 50-point achievement for doing it. So I was like, let's give that a go. That seems doable. Uh, I probably shouldn't have done that. I probably should have just murdered everyone. I probably had a lot more fun, but I, I really wanted to try and stealth it properly. Uh, it was just... Are you checking whether Dan's still there? No, I was checking the sound wave to see where the Steam sounds come through the speaker as well. Oh, could you hear Steam? Yeah. Oh, I could. Okay, I couldn't. Oh, okay. That's that should, should be all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I, th- I think the human encounters were just weren't good. They were, they were no fun. They could, mm. there's, there's a scene towards, like, near the start of the game where you're in a big sort of, like, I'd say like a tourist lobby, maybe. And uh, they could be on the balcony, the other corner of the room, like 50 meters away, and you could be trying to stealth your way around a dark corner. And they just go, hey, there's someone over there, and start shooting you with perfect accuracy. And they're like, seriously? I can't see you that far away. And I'm the player, and I'm supposed to be good at this seeing malarkey. Mm. That's the one advantage most players have in a stealth game, is my own eyes. Well, except not. <laughs> That's exactly the problem with all stealth games ever, pretty much. So, to an extent. That the yeah. AI can always see you where you, <laughs> you can see them. Yeah. So I don't dig the human interaction in that game at all. Uh, and to a lesser extent, the, the synthetic stuff can be quite frustrating as well. Like we were facing off against the working Joes, but less so. They're a little bit more predictable. They're a little bit more confusing. After a while, you get to the point where like getting into combat with them isn't so much of a problem, um, provided the alien's not about. Um until you get to the what is possibly the dumbest thing the game pulls is that in the final say twenty percent of the game you start encountering synthetics that wear a flimsy. All right, like when you go to like theme parks or whatever, and they sell those terrible plastic like coats. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, what, what are those called? Like, like, like the poncho ones, type disposable things. Ones, like, are yeah. they ponchos? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Usually rain poncho type thing. Yeah. yeah. So you come across synthetics that are wearing those. And that, for some reason, makes them hardy <laughs> and immune to EMP, uh, okay. which is like your which is like your, your one super weapon effective against weapon against them. them. And like, yeah, if you see anyone wearing one wearing a poncho, and it's like, no, nope, I'm going to have to shotgun them in the face if I want to eliminate them. <laughs> uh, which is the least stealthy way to do that. <laughs> it's like suddenly your stun baton and specially built EMPs become completely useless for the rest of the game. Oh, yeah, that sucked real badly. Like, you know, I'm like throwing EMPs at these guys, going, "Oh, that pro- that first one was probably a glitch, right?" Through the second one, it's like, "No, that can't have been a glitch. That hit him in the face." Yeah, that kind of sucked. And is it 
infeasible to like stealth past them at that point by the time you got to the last there are a couple of sections where stealthing them is very difficult because their path is basically down the critical route you need to walk right um and you can't just melee them in the back like you could a human because they're strong they'll turn around and strangle you right yeah um so you have there are you can probably distract them in some cases, but um, and I think synthetics are susceptible to flashbags. But normally you need to get into a room and use a terminal, which takes time, yeah. and those things don't last long enough for you to pull that off. Right, and they just um, come up behind you. Yeah, so you have to kill them. I didn't hit the issue that a lot of people complained about. Where actually, I never had the problem where I saved in the middle of a bad situation. I got, I think I got lucky in that case. I never, I never, I never got, sa- the alien never killed me while I was saving. I never right. got spotted during a save. Right. Um, yeah. So none, none of that stuff happened. I, I, I did all right with that. Um, uh, and, and the game is a little bit buggy. There are spots where I had a very bad graphical glitch that wouldn't go away until I restarted the game where the screen basically started doing epileptic red bright red bands down the screen like i think it was a like a a failed fire effect like a glare effect that had just gone wrong but basically this entire part of the level was on fire <laughs> so i got through that thinking oh that, that glitch will go away right when i enter the next area yeah it didn't oh like there's, there's no fire here yeah, i'm still getting epileptic red bands everywhere mm. so i had to restart the game when i got there got to a safe point um and that game also doesn't like coming out of Xbox Suspend. There's always a glitch when it comes out of Suspend. Like most of the time, you'll just find yourself unable to unpause the game. Uh, so if you if you come out of Suspend and like you press start, it just goes boop. I'm still in pause mode. So you try exit exit to the main menu and reload the game, and it will just reload in the paused state, and you can't unpause the game. So you have to fully reboot the game. Like so, it doesn't like that either. Um, but all in all, I think I like it. Like, I think it came out more on the good side than it did the bad. You're liking these stealth games lately, what with Metal Yeah, Gear. what's going on? What's going on? Maybe <laughs> these are just go good stealth me. games. Maybe I've yeah. just discovered good stealth games, and finally this is, like, changing me a little bit. Um, it works. I think it's, it's a really good experience. I wish they hadn't padded some sections out. Like, there's a section towards the end of the game where it was just super obvious, right? And just totally unnecessary. You'd worked your way through this like little section where it had like basically a long death corridor. Yeah. The alien is in play and there's this really long, straight, no cover section that you have to get through. So you basically have to w- wait for the alien to plod around for like five minutes and then it will go into the vents and then you have to move immediately. Like okay. don't run. Yeah. Just, just well, you, running is bad. Right. Yeah, like yeah, at yeah. least it, at least you can do the stand up walk at least, but you have to get down that corridor. Otherwise, you're going to be killed. Um, and I did have it one point where I made it down that corridor, and the alien basically just appeared in front of me, jumped out of the vent, and is like, "Nope, I'm dead." Right, yep. <laughs> can't do anything about that. So I did it again, and it was fine. Um, but then, of course, the game pulls the trick where it's like, "Oh, the door you need to get through in the room at the end of the corridor causes all the power to go out when you try to open it." So you have to go back through that corridor to activate a generator where you started. And then go back through the corridor again just to go through all the doors. And that just felt completely unnecessary. Right, right. And Making you do the game right. does that. Yeah, and the game does that numerous occasions. Yeah, it does, yeah. And I after a while, it's just, it's, and after a while, it just becomes 
no i know that you're you've kind of tried to narratively explain this by making sebastopol falling apart nightmare of a space station but no sorry that that just feels like padding mm, yeah they didn't need to pad it either they could have just they made it shorter. no even even as the like There are too many sections where it's like, oh, go back and find Ricardo. Go back to this area you've been in before. Mm. But now the story says, go here. There was a little too much of that. And there is a section that happens halfway through the game. Like, I guess spoiler alert for like a two-year-old game. But there is a section halfway through the game that means the alien is out of action for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Um and then at that point, you think, well, what are they going to do for the remaining, as what turns out to be another half of the game, um, <laughs> where you just don't see the alien for ages? Mm-hmm. And the alien is clearly the best part of the game. <laughs> yeah, clearly. It's, it's called Alien. Yeah. Alien. yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, some of that starts to drag a bit. Um, so it has pacing issues and blah, 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 blah. But, you know hats off to Creative Assembly for putting that thing together and also hats off for doing something that must be way outside their comfort zone yeah and different just in general really I mean yeah. not, just, not just for a dev that isn't used to doing first person games but like it's just different for the genre really or it different for a stealth game even like it's different to most stealth games are like third person or or um, I don't know something like that or like yeah. the ninja, like um, where you can see your character, so it's quite unusual to have a more first person. Oh, and there was, there was the odd section where I literally had no idea what to do and had to look it up. Yeah. But you know, that's they didn't always tell it. Obviously. It didn't. But, yeah, yeah, it didn't always. It it didn't often. There were a couple of sections where it just didn't telegraph where you had to go at all, and it was quite a big area. There's dangerous stuff about that would vary each time it loaded, which was doubly frustrating. Like, I know why they do that, but it just meant, like, oh, I, d- I can't predict what I'm going to hit here. And it would a long old section with no save points anywhere in it. And it's, yeah, that was a pain in the ass. That was a real pain. That was probably, like, you get locked out of the Marshals Bureau, basically. And if you're, and you're on your way back to it, there's synthetics about, there's fire about, there's humans with guns about, their positions vary. And I had no, no idea where to go. Some shutters open, some shutters don't. And typically the bit I was missing was one of those shutters that I needed to go in. Um, yeah, that section was frustrating as hell. But there aren't too many of those. There aren't too many occasions where there's a lot. There's a few of them, but there aren't there aren't too many of those that make you go fuck this game. Mm. Really nice solution. Actually, gets a thumbs up from me. I will probably. I've got the. I got the limited edition version, or I was given it. I should say. Uh, so I will probably end up playing the uh, Nostromo DOC. DLC. 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 Oh, I didn't DLC. know there was DLC for that. Yeah, you actually get to play as Ellen Ripley rather than Amanda Ripley, I think. Oh, cool. And Sigourney Weaver actually voices it. So, nice. you know, I'm uh, somewhat shamed that that's DLC, really. Maybe that should have been in the game, but, well, you know. Maybe they couldn't, yeah, at the time, or they didn't know. Yeah. But I might actually play that because I'm, I'm positive on it. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? I didn't predict it. Question is next: Do I play Thief? <laughs> I have a copy of Thief. Oh, don't play Thief! Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Should play. I don't know. 
what's cl- I don't know. Did you play Deus Ex? You did, right? The Human Revolution. I haven't. No, I haven't oh, played right. Black you and play, Gold. You should play that over Thief. I would say. I think I actually have a copy of Deus Ex. That's probably super cheap by now. It can be on occasion. Yeah, I've yeah. seen it for a, a few quid. I mean, that's got a bit of stealthing in it, but it's also got a lot of other stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Anyway, I, I wouldn't mind giving it a go, especially as we're on the cusp of its sequel. Yeah, and it still looks kind of nice considering how old it is now. It's like four years old or something. Isn't it? Anyway, is it? It was twenty eleven or something, isn't it? Is it really? Wow. Uh, let me find out. That's, that seems to have flown by. Yeah, yeah, twenty eleven. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, so. There you go. Right. I didn't Who's... I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for this. <laughs> Shall I let you know what I've been playing? You, oh, yeah. What, what have you been playing? That's I don't know. Great. I played a few things, like, small amounts. Like, I played a bit of Super Meat Boy. Um, really? Wow. Yeah. And I played a bit of Hotline Miami. Okay. Um, well, that was good. Um, and a bit going, of... Going Burnout a bit Paradise. on your retro... Oh, right, so talk to us about Burnout Paradise. Well, I really I, want to know I, I what you think like, about this. Is it really as like like I I wanted to play a Burnout game, and that was the only one I had available, pretty much, because that is the only one available, isn't it? Like on Steam or whatever. I think it's the only one you can get on PC. Yeah, yeah. it's the only one. And I thought, well, and I was like, well, I could get one of those. Um, I already had it for some reason. I think it was like two pound fifty at one point or something. Anyway, um, been around for a while. So yeah, and I was, you know, you could play like. I don't know, um, Need for Speed Most Wanted or whatever they made that was okay. But I was like, no, I'll play actual Burnout. But 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 Paradise was that one where, like, you know, the tracks, you know, it was an open world. And you, yeah, I just remember being really frustrated trying to make turns and trying to... Oh, so you've played it before. This wasn't, yeah, like, your first... Not decade, my first yeah. ever go at it. Like, I think I played the demo or something and wasn't, mm. wasn't impressed compared... Considering I thought Burnout 3 was, like, one the best game one of the best games on the xbox i think you're right yeah burnout burnout 3 and burnout revenge are definitely the zenith of that series yeah I mean, so take, good i i mean for me uh, takedown was awesome and like four pushed it a bit far by having the traffic checking um for me but um, <laughs> yeah yeah but but three was pretty much perfect so i was like but i want to play some burnout so i was like oh break it out and i wasn't i haven't so far i haven't had too much trouble with the whole i mean i it's sort of clever the way that no matter where you start a race and you can start a race or an event at every intersection they always they always end at one of eight places or something like one of the there's only so many oh yeah they they only they only ever there's only so many endpoints yeah like all, all around the edge of the map isn't it as well yeah, exactly. So that's quite clever, I think, because by the time you learn the map, which obviously I haven't, you're probably not going to have so much trouble trying to figure out where to turn. Um, after, after a while, it still becomes a, a bit finicky. But yeah. every now and then you'll think what you'll you'll see what you think is going to be a shortcut, and it turns out to basically be a route to like a secret area that has yeah. nothing to do with the ratio, and you're like, well, fuck. Yeah, exactly, because you're boned then because you can't catch up or whatever. But um, yeah, and like there didn't seem to be that much. There doesn't seem to be a lot of traffic, at least not yet, to on coming into. But I guess that was the case of earlier Burnout games as well. It wasn't exactly. No, I mean, I, I, I mean, I played it quite a bit before getting hideously bored of it, and I don't think it ever really. Ch- it didn't feel like it ever changed. 
Right, maybe that's it. Maybe I haven't got bored of it yet. But I, I, I was think like, that okay. was my biggest problem with Burnout Paradise. I think it's just that it never felt like it changed. It never felt like it evolved. Right, you know, right. the original Burnouts things got faster. Like, yeah, I don't, something about this faster. one just, and it got a lot more challenging. And the tra- you know, you unlock more stuff. You got more tracks. And, and the weird thing about this, it, just, didn't, this 3, just didn't feel like it had that. It did that. It did that thing where it got faster, but there were. It also had these kind of exhibition. I can't remember what they were called, but there were these time oh, the preview trials. laps. Yeah, the preview laps, and they were like a massive hike in difficulty, like or speed mm. or something. So you'd get because they gave you laps. cars you hadn't that were like the top tier for some reason. Like, it was, yeah. here's a top tier car. Like, just to show what we have in store for you later. Later, um, and you were like, I, I remember trying to play those over and over just to get the. The they were hard yeah. time limit oil because they were really hard and then that was quite nice to have that punctuating the rest of the game um and the crash you know the crash mode was kind of cool in three i always thought um well yeah because it made it into a puzzle more than a yeah let's just crash as much stuff as we can it's like oh no no, no i actually have to pay attention to where that times three is yeah exactly make sure i hit that so yeah i mean i'm getting a bit of a burnout fix out of it but um you know i'm not i'm not totally down on it i'm not bored of it yet let's say but no. we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Paradise Wharf in very fast for me, where the yeah. others didn't. Well, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Anyway, that was it. Uh, so the main thing I've played. Well, I'm glad is... you sort of we sort of agree on that. I guess I think it's we like, do. I, I I don't understand why Paradise is seen as the best in the city. Why a lot no, of people I think Paradise is. I just I just don't get it. I think it's three like, is clearly different. the best for me. I know four yeah. is an improvement on, th- on three, but three stands out like to me. So anyway. Because two, well, we did, I mean, we did, you guys we did. played two and one, didn't you? Mostly yeah. two. Yeah, I, I think I, I ended up with Burnout on the GameCube first, like, mm. um, and then Zach got into Burnout two. Yeah, well, I, played the, I played the first yeah, one as well. Well, yeah, we, we <laughs> as, as, as dumb as the first one was, with it's like weird, like you've crashed too much. Now I have the dramatic orchestral score. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a really, it's a really strange game. The first two, the first two are quite strange. And yeah. then they sort of landed it like, oh no, let's let's go. Let, they did the sort of like, ugh, I want to say they took the concept and just said, let's do this to the extreme. Yeah, except much. they did it in a way that actually worked. Well, it's because than... it's because at the time they didn't have the idea that like Codemasters had, where it was like it was like it was to the extreme, but it wasn't to the real extreme. They didn't try to make it Monster Energy and Travis Pastrana. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, said, like, yeah, yeah. Here's, a, here's a funny radio DJ. Yeah, it, well, okay, yeah. the DJ. Okay, we went back, like, and I think Zach and I, you saw me do some of this. Yeah. Like, we actually got it, got Burnout 3 running in a PlayStation 2 emulator. Oh, you sort did? Of, sort of. <laughs> it, it takes a bit of, it's a bit finicky. Like, there's some odd tricks you need to go to get the skybox to work, for interest, for, in, for instance. It's not, it's not perfect. Um, but the problem with trying to get that to work was the fact that, like, oh, those tutorials are unskippable and long. Yes. And annoying. <laughs> and, oh, wait, there's the option to turn off DJ Atomica. Thank God for that. Yep. <laughs> also, EA tracks. Well, I mean, that's fine. It's fine. It wasn't the soundtrack's fine. It wasn't really a thing. It was that they tried, they were trying to make a thing that wasn't a thing. Cause it's like, it's the soundtrack of the game. And <laughs> theoretically, in certain versions of this, you can change it. <laughs> it turned up everywhere for like two years, didn't it? Right? Like, yes. EA tracks was in all of the sports games. It was their dumb brand for a thing that didn't matter. It was in at least two of the NHL games. <laughs> yeah. It was just like Game Face. 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a dumb brand for a thing done that. They just wanted. Yeah, Game Tracks is probably the least sensible one. EA Tracks is probably the least sensible one, right? Because it's like it, you've just put music in a game. Yep, exactly. you, you really don't like. I guess the trademark was for making the name pop up as the name as the song is being played. Is that was that the entire trademark? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think it was necessarily a real trademark. I think it was just their name. Tracks TN. Yes. They just wanted an overarching thing. I mean, it makes no sense. <laughs> maybe they had bigger plans. Maybe it was going to be a literally overarching thing where it's what, like multi-game or maybe a, pull a soundtrack that you could upload somewhere or something. Or maybe it was going to be like a record label. <laughs> like you can you can buy the soundtrack to Tiger Woods yeah. on, on EA Tracks. You can get up in here. <laughs> You're going to make me act a fool <laughs> on this golf course. Yep. <laughs> That, that music was probably actually some of the most misplaced music ever, right? But it worked. That it sort of worked. Yeah. I mean, well, they mean, I'm all for some DMX. That's fine. Or was it Jerule? No, it's Jerule, no, isn't it? I think it was DMX. Is it DMX? Okay, I forget. X, go on, give it to you. Yeah. Um, but, like, perhaps the, the silver chair and the, like, I like that music, don't get me wrong, and Ra, uh, like, it was the, the sort of, 90s metal perhaps wasn't the best fit the whole point like the whole reason why it was really dumb was of course it was a golf game so the music only played during the menus anyway (laughs) sure (laughs) unless you specifically went and turned it on because I think you could you could turn it on yeah Uh, yeah, I think you could turn it on I think I did do that for a while until you realised oh the soundtrack's not actually that big no (laughs) you're going to hear it a lot because golf is a slow game yeah EA Tracks. What was your favourite EA Tracks game, then? <laughs> EA Tracks game? I don't know. From Burnout had it, right? So yeah. It definitely did. From Burnout 3 upwards, it had it. Yeah, I don't know in terms of the soundtrack. I can't really remember the soundtrack, too. Did they make Burnout a big 3. deal of it? In, is it in Paradise? <laughs> did they as, ever make a big deal of it? As tracks? I um, don't think it's tracks but it definitely has some night good licensed music in there like i think there's some lcd sound system i think from what i was playing i think like i think i yeah i think i think it i don't think the soundtrack in paradise is like the licensed part of the soundtrack in paradise is actually very big compared to previous entries right they basically just put all of the burnout 2 soundtrack in it oh i see well, it which does. is like which is like the game music. Like that was an original soundtrack, right? It wasn't licensed in Burnout Two. Yeah. Obviously, they've got Guns and Roses in there. Sure. That's they kind like of had the to. main thing. Yeah. Yeah. We got some decent hey, stuff. I recently downloaded all of like I got hold of the Guns and Roses anthology. Right. I, like I listened to the Bombcast too much, and the, like their love for like Guns and Roses, and I was like, maybe I should investigate to see if they're any good or not. Turns out, I don't know if it's not very good. Yeah, it's like they have some classics, but yeah, Guns N' Roses. I don't yeah. know what. I, I, mm, no, sorry, yeah. it's too ballady. Too much mm. ballad. Yeah, pretty much. I'm not doing with the ballad. So yeah, you, you need to be more metal. You've got a voice like that. You need to be more metal. Burnout Paradise. And um, yesterday, I played some of Firewatch. Ooh. Yeah, so I'm about halfway through that, so I'm going to try and finish that tonight. Um, it's good. Gen- generally enjoying? Yeah. Well, I like it so far. I mean, I want to see, because obviously there's intrigue um, in the plot, 
and uh, how it pans out is going to make a big difference to how you view it at the end i think obviously. yeah yeah like like how it like explains all the mysteries and shit um but in terms of actually playing it like it i'm really enjoying it because um it looks really nice in a nice stylized way i mean it's a bit it's it's kind of so it's along the lines of a sort of a gone home or something like that or a or a what's the stupid one on the island um, where you wander around in first person and you don't really do much in terms of interacting with the world, really. Um, but you Are you know, think of like Dear Esther or something like that. Yeah, like the one on the like island, that. or yeah, yeah, Dear Esther or whatever. So, but in this one, at least, unlike those ones where, unlike games where you're picking up audio logs and you're kind of listening, you're kind of piecing together a story that happened in the past. In this one, the story is happening at the moment because you're speaking on the radio to like a real person. Yeah, you know, so so it, it, I like that because a lot of games, see, even like bigger games like Bioshock or whatever, they do a lot of telling a story by like because of stuff that happened in the past, and you're just listening to audio oh, yeah. books or whatever. Pretty much so, every game ever does that. Like yeah, Alien yeah. does that exactly. primarily. Oh uh, yeah, exactly, and that that's fine, but it gets a bit tedious. Whereas this has like conversations that are triggered by events. By so you walk up to um you know landmarks or whatever and then it it signals to you that you can radio your friend about them right so that it's like it's kind of like an audio log except it's a real-time conversation that's happening right now um which is better if you see what i mean it, mm. do you know so you're kind of triggering some audio about the thing that you're looking at um, you feel more the, engaged with it, right? Yeah, it's exactly. Because right it's happening yeah. right now. Yeah, and like in terms of moving around the world, it's that it's quite nice. Um, you just do some kind of climbing, mantling, and uh, you know, rappelling a little bit. It's no, it's not too difficult at all. It's it's pretty straightforward to move around the world, but it does feel like hiking or whatever, and it looks good. I can. Um, it makes you feel like you're moving through a forest and stuff, and and there's some really nice it's not all the same like it's not a huge map but it doesn't need to be for the story um but it feels like you're in a wilderness like it pulls mm. that off quite nicely and um uh the areas are quite different enough you know it's not like the whole map is feels the same it does feel quite right, different yeah. in a different place which is really nice and um i mean one thing is that you, you, you the central your home is in a tower, obviously looking over the forest to look for fires, but the engine is really built for moving around at ground level and looking really lush and nice. So when you get up in the tower, it's kind of fake to the whole distant views. I mean, it looks sure. fine, but it, it's kind of, you can tell it's a bit fake. It tell. looks cool, yeah. but it's a lot of like parallax, like tree lines. You can tell the actual trees don't go very far. Um, it's not like something like, um, far cry 3 or something where you look out and it does look huge or whatever you know, yeah. do you know what i mean and all modeled or whatever it, yeah it, it, you know like like how, how every building you see in assassin's creed is actually where those buildings are yeah yeah exactly right. it's nothing like that because of course you can't go over there because it's not that big so but it still it looks nice and uh yeah it sets up the story quite nicely you make some choices at the start that determines the kind of backstory uh, just by clicking on different options, and that's quite nicely done. And the music's good. Um, some nice um, guitar music um, that's that's very fitting so far. And I'm intrigued by like the sort of central mystery of what the heck is going on. So 
I shall find out. Yes. I, I don't know what the ending is or anything like that. Yeah, I don't I've, know. I've heard it's can't, like it's one of those divisive endings. People yeah. are either quite up or quite down on it. So That's fine by me, yeah. Yeah. No no idea what that will be. I mean, it could turn or out. Or do I want to know? Point. I kind of want to play this at some point. Exactly. It sounds like one of those games I could quite easily play with Gnome at some point if Life is Strange isn't a thing. Well, it's well, not no, really the time, a... the time has, has fired and we haven't even had Zach open his mouth. <laughs> yeah, the time has fired. Um, yeah, it's not... I don't know. I think it is a kind of a solitary experience, though, playing it. I wouldn't necessarily... It, it's kind of designed to make you feel on your own or whatever with this one person, you know, to talk to. So mm. I don't know about... Yeah, if it's not like um, yeah, an adventure game per se. Although it does have dialogue options and the choices you make affect things in the future etc so but yeah and it yeah it looks really cool and um we'll just have to see if the story has the kind of because it has a lot of emotional weight in the story in terms of like um big life events and like your partner's sick and stuff like that mm. um so we'll have to see if it earns that kind of um you know heavy emotional stuff but it seems to be going yeah. a good job so far so i'm pretty pleased so far Cool. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's it for me for the for but, time being. But what is Firewatch? <laughs> oh, by the way, I ordered an iPad, my first ever tablet of all, of all history, because they made a new iPad. So I was like, I'll get that. Well, actually, I'd be planning to get one for a while, and then I saw that there would probably be a new one. Um, so I waited. Um, well, of course there is, because there'd be a new thing every year out of an Apple conference. Well, they're not yearly. That's the thing. It's been a long. It's been longer than normal since an iPad launched. Like it's been a year and a half or something since the iPad Air two. Um, so what was their phone this year? Like the SE or something? It's got yeah. a dumb name. Yeah, they launched a new um, budget phone, basically, which is um, oh well, that's that's okay because everyone thought they should have done the six C at the time, right? Like the yeah. last update. Well, this is the guts of a six in a like a five case kind oh, of weird. i think that's right or six or maybe even a 6s no it can't be as good as their flagship phone no flagship, that doesn't make yeah. sense no no i think it's the guts of a six something like that anyway it's um but it's a bit weird because the design is identical to a five pretty much they're like oh we're bringing back a classic design okay yeah fine cool i mean they yeah. It was just a market thing where there's a gap for like a a smaller size. No, is it a five or a four? Uh, what? I can't remember. I don't know. The, the, the five C seemed like a good because that was based on the five C was based on the iPhone five, right? Um, That's right. But yeah. they just but they just put the plastic slightly more bulbous case on it. Yeah. Um, it seems weird to go all the way back to a four because that would be like a different size, different different screen size. I think that's bring the idea. back the old screen size. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that's a good idea. I can't remember if it's the smaller 4 or if it's the 5 size screen. But anyway, the 6 has a bigger screen than the 5, so um, yeah. it's still going back to a smaller size. That's the idea. Um, anyway, never mind. I don't really care. Just to make it real tricky for the developers. Yeah. yeah. The, I, I, the only reason I ask is it's interesting because, like, you know... It, People like no aren't exactly like totally interested in them being super cutting edge because I don't know the cost is a way, is a bit high. Oh, totally, yeah. So it, to, to be cutting edge in Apple land, right? Oh, it's really so high. you know, you know. I mean, so so a five C style device appeals. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I agree. I, I was kind of tempted by five, by the 5C when it came out, but I was in the wrong place in the cycle or whatever. I, my mum's got one, and I think it's really nice with the plastic back and stuff. Yeah, they're, they're fine. Yeah. They're pretty pretty cool things. Yeah, I think they're cool. Um, yeah, so I'm getting iPad Pro or some shit. You're getting the Pro? Well, that's it. Or the so, massive one? No, because that's what they've done, is they've they've brought out a new normal 9.7 inch um ipad but they've called that one the pro 2 so it's just like the um what it's just like the <laughs> macbook pro there's two sizes of it um That's basically dumb. it has all of the specs if not better than the big one but it's normal size but it's small yeah well it's not mini but it's normal size yeah 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 uh, my, mm, man Branding so, and marketing. I fucking hate it. Like, yeah, mm, it's pretty dumb. I, I think, so it works with the stupid move. It, it works yeah. with the pencil and um, thing. You know, their stylus thing, and it works with. Oh, that's probably they, why. That's probably why they did it. And why it's got like the, the thing, so you can connect a like a a, a, a keyboard cover to it, which is a rip off of the. Uh, you know the Microsoft. Oh, the type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They basically ripped off all of Microsoft's Surface. Features yep. and, yeah. Anyway, well, they so. did that when they announced the pro. Everyone, yeah, like yeah, the, all exactly. the Apple fanboys, go, "This is amazing!" And it's like yeah, Surface yeah, has yeah. been doing this from the start, exactly. But now you can get all that shit on a normal size iPad. So. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to the party. Three years late, Apple. Yeah, yeah. Good exactly. job. So, <laughs> so there we go. So maybe I'll get freaking um, uh, what's the stupid card game? The the Blizzard card game. Maybe I get that. Oh, uh, wow, Hearthstone. Yeah. I I haven't gone back to that. Right. It didn't it didn't really grab me after all. I did the tutorial stuff and was all like, yeah, all right, fine. Yeah. I, I didn't really go back. Yeah, I'll see. Anyway, it's time for Zachary Burgess to uh, tell us what he's been playing. Woo. It's convenient because I, re- I haven't been playing that much of interest, I guess. How stud you? <clears throat> I very nearly finished year two of Stardew. It was weird because once I got into year two, it just seemed to go really quickly. Like, hmm. I don't know why it seemed to be going faster. And I, it was also weird because I felt like in year two, I was spending more time doing stuff. Whereas in year one, because the thing is, by the time you get into year two and you've started unlocking things, I mean, there's a couple of ways you unlock for fast travel and that kind of stuff, which just makes like some your like daily tasks and like like if you want to go to the blacksmith and for, at the start of the game you have to walk all the way across fucking down because it's on the exact opposite side of the town from where your farm is right mm. so if you want to go to the blacksmith it's like you better make sure you have two hours before it closes <laughs> whereas once you unlock like at a certain point you unlock a fast travel capability where you can basically walk out your outside your farm hit a fast travel point, and then the other end of the fast travel point is immediately next to the blacksmith. So you basically cut out this whole walking yeah. to get to the blacksmith. So there are things like that that save you a lot of time, but I still feel like I'm under incredible time pressure on every day, even though I'm... And it's like I've automated watering the majority of my crops using sprinklers. I just have, like, a small patch that I just water just to use some energy, basically, because it's just like, you might as well... But even then, my farm management seems to take even longer. I mean, I guess I'm doing more stuff simultaneously, technically, and I've got animals and stuff that need to be looked at every morning hmm. and all that stuff. 
but uh, yeah, I don't know. But so it's so it seems like I'm doing more stuff in less time, and the whole year is going past quicker. And I'm like, why is why is this? This just got really weird, and like the timing of everything got strange. But also, is that just perceptive? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But also, it's just like also arguably everything. More or less, most of the stuff that I'm doing has become inconsequential as well. It's right. like, theoretically, I could pretty much just stop farming because I don't need money any longer, really. <laughs> Apart from to get the achievement for earning a million, I guess. At a some point. Million. But yeah, it's like I could theoretically more or less completely stop farming crops and just so, rely on the small amount of money you get off animals. Within a year, you managed to get your farm so amazingly successful that you don't need to farm crops. <laughs> It's pretty good. Probably. And then, yeah, so I'm nearly at the end of year two. And apparently, I said the year three was the point where something happens. And I sort of heard about, basically, supposedly, the main thing that happens with your granddad's ghost at the start of year three, (laughs) when he mysteriously reappears at the start of year three. Apparently, that's just like... It's sort of the end of the game, but not really. I mean, you can continue playing it forever, but apparently this granddad's ghost thing is like the assessment of how well you've been doing. So it's oh, like, wow. that's the score. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like giving you a score at the end of mm. these two years. So I've been trying to complete as much stuff. Like, oh, oh. I guess that's the incentive to not just stop the farming, maybe? Yeah, it's just like, I still, yeah, you because know, there's a, an achievement for exporting every type of crop and that kind of stuff. And okay. I'm like, so okay. obviously I want to make sure I'm growing everything possible mm. to make sure I can. Unfortunately, I think I'm not actually going to, I was really close, but I'm not actually going to be able to complete every crop by the end of the year too. Cause I missed like, there was a type of tr- two types of tree that only fruit in the spring. And you so that basically means you have to plant the tree in the, in the autumn of, of the previous year because yeah. you can't even grow them during winter yeah. and I hadn't planned that far ahead so I didn't get those two but I'm going to get pretty much everything else I think I'm missing rabbit's feet because my fucking rabbits won't produce <laughs> apparently they just shed feet somehow don't you have to then go just cull them with your spade yeah you would think that like maybe Maybe if they didn't want to have the explicit murdering, they make it so like you sell them and a rabbit's foot just appears. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but no, somehow these rabbits just shed extra feet. <laughs> right. They already shed wool. Like they learned like sheep, they just produce wool somehow. Okay. Oh well like um that horrible was that that horrible thing that they were just tearing bunny fur or something? <laughs> Was it like a form of cashmere or something? Oh, yeah. yeah, one of those weird walls. So yeah, weird and then I kind rules. of, I kind of stopped playing that eventually because I got distracted by other things. You think it's five star game? <laughs> Maybe it seems pretty great. Yeah, I mean it's it's probably a, it's like it's probably a five star for the price. It's one of those things where it's, <laughs> right. it's quite a small game, but it wasn't very expensive either. It it it. It nails what it was trying to do yeah. so so well that perhaps it does deserve that score. Yeah, exactly. And for your, Rob, your classic pound per hour ratio, I was thinking... Oh, yeah, sure. You must, really, that. must be really good for that, yeah. So, That's yeah. how much you enjoyed the repetition of those like Harvest Moon-style games, because that didn't 
fly with me. Yes, I've only played the Wii version, like was it musical <laughs> yeah, harvest sure. musical note time or whatever <laughs> it was called. And that didn't the rep- the repetition of that game was what drove me away from it. But well, that's why I think it's weird that that's like now that I've automated so much stuff, I still don't feel like I'm doing much of like new, except I sort of am. It's just a, it's just a weird perception where you seem to be spending a lot of time doing the same things, but you don't really notice. Mm. <laughs> like every morning, I do the same thing. The days are long enough that perhaps to get the gap of doing something else and then going back to the chores isn't so bad. Yeah, or... maybe. I don't know. It's weird. But yeah, I stopped playing it because I was distracted by other things. Mainly, uh, well, after the experiment with Kriya, oh, yeah. we, we basically determined that we weren't going to continue to play that because it was still in too much in early access. <laughs> The sure. person playing it with me agreed with my assessment. Where it was like, this is still, this is too this messed up. Yeah. <laughs> still needs to be, get a bit further before we can play it again. So we didn't continue playing that, but instead we went back into Factorio in multiplayer. Did that, was that always available on Steam Early Access? Because I only seem to have seen that like popping up on my featured list like no. recently. <laughs> it literally only just came out on Steam. Okay. After the last podcast, I guess. So you were ahead of the curve on Factorio? Yeah. We've had it well before that. But yeah, so it, I, I mean, that's why it's been popular because it came out on Steam and suddenly a bunch of people knew about it mm. and were like, holy shit, we have to play this. And and apparently it fucked up their servers quite a bit. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, they did, the, they did a classic mistake where on their blog on, on their website, they'd use GIF animations to show, thi- show things they were working on. And so it was like GIF animations of stuff happening in factories or whatever. Right, yeah. Uh, but then when they went onto Steam, they linked their blog onto the news page on Steam. Mm. And that, because the news page populates on literally everyone who owns the game every time they go to start the game because the news page populates onto the game page, yeah. it was pulling the GIFs through Steam of everyone who was playing the game Wait, every time they launched it. But those pages only show like a blurb. They don't download that Apparently stuff. not. Apparently it like background loads it or something. Oh, weird. So it was basically completely fucked their server because it was like this four and a half meg GIF that was being downloaded 200,000 times. Yeah. <laughs> Surely that would only screw up their web server, not any games. Well, I'm sure. Because the game's peer-to-peer anyway. So. Okay, good, good. <laughs> Yeah, so it fucked up their website for quite a while. <laughs> That's quite funny. So maybe don't use GIFs. They they were like, we're going to move to WebMs because then that's a player and <laughs> he doesn't start loading until you click the button. Right, sure. <laughs> so yeah, I, we played some some of that. I, I I couldn't really say it to the person I was playing it with, but I have a real problem from playing that in multiplayer. Maybe... Maybe it's... Is it just because the, the other person's design doesn't fit your exacting standards? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, Zach code does not approve. <laughs> it's just like, they don't plan ahead almost <laughs> at all. <laughs> and it's just like... You pretty, know, much, pretty much every story I've heard about Factorio, apart from yours, is that. Like, just people not planning ahead and then being all like, oh, I've got to do this now. Well, oh, I mean, This is going to become a horrible mess. That's fine, because that's how you're meant to learn how to do it. Mm. You're meant to like progress through the game and be like, oh shit, now I have to do oils. So now I have to integrate an oil pipeline into my factory and, and deal with that whole process. Mm. And it's meant to be a thing. So you leave space on the next run. Yeah, exactly. 
that's that's but you know that's the point that i'm at where i'm like obviously i know that i'm going to be doing oil at some point in the future so i'm like oh okay where's the nice nearest oil patch how how close is that to my other resources where do i want to put my factory in between them and that kind of stuff and it's not like the person i play with doesn't know that (laughs) they play factory at least as long as i have but they just don't do it i mean admittedly it's not that You've been publicly shamed. <laughs> Mysterious person yeah. who we don't know. No, the identity know. Of. But it's just like, it's not like it's very interesting to do that, I guess. Because, you know, you'll sit there for some period of time. When I'm in single player, it's just like, I'll even have it paused. I'll just be like sitting there being like, okay, what do I want to do? What would be the best way to arrange things? How am I going to, like, I need to leave space to expand so I can up production on this specific component in the future because I know I'm going to need more of it in the future, but not now. So I have to specifically leave gaps where there's extra long conveyor belts for no apparent reason. It's just like the planning phase is a thing that I do, and it's not a thing that they do. (laughs) (laughs) So in the end, actually what happened in my play was... Your factorist. Factorist? (laughs) Yes. What actually happened in this Mario Play game, which was, I, it was so unsubtle, I wonder if they actually realise that this is the case. But I basically went away to build a mining outpost by myself for ages. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, there's this resource patch over here. I can totally, I'll just go. It was like, even before we actually unlocked the research for trains, so we couldn't even ship the resource back home. But I was like, oh, I'll go do this now, so when we have trades, we can just run a trade line up here and it'll all be good. <laughs> okay. So I went and set up a little self-contained mining base that like, also produced ammo for the gun turrets, and it was like automated. And I was like, yep, I'll do that for a while. Don't you worry. You go and do whatever you're doing in the main base in that horrible mess. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'll build these beautiful installations that you'll never have to see. Yep, exactly. Not <laughs> that. It's always Factorio, OGD's worst nightmare. Yep. It's like I always wanted to, like, it's not actually in the game yet, although apparently there's ways you can do it. I always wanted to be like, we should play this in PvP. <laughs> you build your base, it. I'll build my base. Yeah. Because, I mean, theoretically, you could just, like, at the start, just leave and, like, set up two individual bases, but the trouble is, like, research is shared, so it doesn't really... There's no inherent bonus to having two bases. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah that's Factorio it's, it's still not much has changed uh, the trouble is it's getting to the point of like Dwarf Fortress where I'm just looking forward to the next patch right yeah it's like, there's going to be some interesting wanna, things in the next patch you just want to see what see what the new stuff handles like and then get in get out yeah mm. there's actually supposedly going to be quite a lot more in the next patch that's going to be new and interesting mm. actual gameplay changing stuff more on that to come yep uh, Stay tuned. Well, uh, well I, I guess you know I'm still playing Rocket League more than Rob. Well, I played oh, this by local. the way, I played I... Rocket League. <laughs> Lol. Yay! You, do you have a copy? No, not yet. But I played it on uh. on Ho's PS4, and it was so fun for like in quarter of an hour. I was thinking, hmm, I should probably get this and play this on. Now the... you know what the bloody hell we've been talking about. <laughs> well, it's, it's not as if I didn't before. <laughs> I know, but it's the game. Like once you, uh, I don't know. I played it today with like 
for, for three good three good friends of mine who were quite heavy gamers, but none of them had ever played Rocket League before. And the idea was like they were a bit skeptical about how football with cars could be good. No, right? I could see how it would work. Obviously, and they were just, like, just like, well, let's let's give it a go. You, you've talked this up, and like, and I have the problem where every time I talk something up to those guys, they immediately go, "Nah, this is good." <laughs> this is what you said, and they're like, so I made that mistake again here. But they came away going. We we should not be eating. Instead, we should be playing more Rocket League. <laughs> okay. yeah. it's like, that game is so good. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks great. Obviously, I'm never going to catch up to you guys, but um, I don't care. Like, I would, I would I would quite quite happily put you on our team. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> no yeah. offense to Kippers, at all intended, but I would quite happily just play just like the excuse to play. Well, more so, yeah, game. we could play more of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like not like Kippers has advanced that far up the standings in a time I'm not saying he's bad I'm saying he hasn't played it that much <laughs> he's still pro I suppose not compared to us but that's like, <laughs> and I even, even I'm like like half your time so, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then somehow I'm still only one rank higher than you because of the exponential scaling yeah god damn it <laughs> yeah it does get ridiculous <laughs> so yeah I play some more tag? I'm not really I don't deserve the rank that I have now <laughs> I would say so tell me a couple so like I I just you know I didn't actually play it online I just was yeah had a go played or whatever so is, there's basically no dribbling or like possession there is but it's really difficult yeah, because right. the problem is you have to do it at, yeah relatively low speeds to do it well and of course if you're doing it at low speed someone's just going to bunt you out of the way right it's so it's not really situation. about that is it <laughs> It's more no. about if, if you can pull it off, then shots. more power to you. But like the, the the chances of that happening are quite low. Yeah. So if, if it's running away from you, you want to like go around behind it and then line up for a for a for a punt. If you can overtake it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Or, or or if you can't overtake it, just knock it off to the side. Knock it to the side. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is that the trick? I mean, sometimes it's even beneficial to just like bunt it as hard as you can against your own back wall so it comes right. back out. Sometimes, yeah. It's risky. Although, yeah, well, not many people expect it, is the, is the trick with that one. But if they are expecting it, you're fine. Yeah, then you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. So, and then if you're around the back wall of, you know, the other end, the end you're trying to score at, what's the general technique there? Is, do you try and get it to, do you try and cross it and then have someone else? Uh, it varies. Most I mean, our, our old techniques don't seem to work so great anymore, right? So the, the old classic technique for us was to, or for me at least, was to bunt it against the corner wall so it starts to ramp over the top and then sort of land in front of the goal mouth. Yeah, you can't run along, along the wall if you're playing against good people. No, because <laughs> that, that, there's only a single plane on which the ball tends to go at that point. And if you get your, if you're any good at getting your height right, then that's just going to get stopped. What is more effective is what has actually worked for us quite well is when Kippers and I have tried to set up a like I'll hit it against the back wall. So the ball is actually coming out, but towards yeah. the center of the goal mouth. Yeah. And then someone charges in and just finishes yeah. it off from there. Yeah, right. you need to bounce. Um, I mean, sometimes you can still get that effect by hitting it against the corner and having it come like diagonally. Yeah, if you hit it right into the corner at a good <laughs> angle and it sort of bounce out diagonally, yeah, that, that works. And sometimes you still can get away with doing it along the wall if you like do an extra hit while it's... It's like if you follow it up the wall and sort of almost wall drivel it, that can throw people off quite severely. Yeah. That's much more difficult. A lot of my old <laughs> tactics really don't work at our level. Like I used to do... The, <laughs> you used to be able to get away quite easily with that if you're sort of semi-midfield. Uh, well, in, in your half of the pitch, but you do a perfect 45-degree clearance, so it hits that 
the midpoint. Yeah. Dead on. There's a, there's a specific then, point on the wall where it just directs it directly just into straight the towards the goal. But yeah, everyone's <laughs> aware of that at our level. So it's like, no, that's no good. <laughs> Can't do that anymore. All right. Okay. Man, that's going to. But at your level, that'll work just fine. Yeah. <laughs> probably not going to reach your level. <laughs> anyway. I would be I would be more than happy to get you on the team though. It'll be great. It'll be great. Or we could you know play four players and whatever. Yeah. Just have everyone. We don't have to play ranked. Like no. yeah, just get into a chaos match. Those are great too. Mm. So yeah, I played some more and it's Well one thing I did look at which was sort of interesting was I looked in uh, there'd been a patch where they'd implemented an early version of their spectator cam and I went into a replay to look at that and that's actually pretty good. Like the way it oh, okay. moves yeah. the camera around to follow the ball and the action and stuff, mm. and it even does like things that I think are specifically there for esports. Like after the after it scores a goal, when the cars reset, the camera just focuses on the last three people who hit the ball and like zooms in on their car for a second. Oh, that's cool! Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's clearly designed for esports, but it's pretty funny. Yeah, look, look, yeah. So let's talk about this guy. <laughs> So yeah, that's a, that's kind of a nice addition to the replays. It'd be a bit great if I put like a stats page up. Like here's this guy's <laughs> yeah, exactly. career stats. Should just use the overlays. To do yeah, some fancy stuff. But uh, yeah, I played some more. I don't, I don't know what I why I find this. I don't know why I see this a lot. But I've, when I've been playing by myself, I keep coming to. I've been trying not to play in goal as much, which is you know when I'm playing with random people, it's just like fuck it, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, like, there's not I, a lot as much opportunity to organise that technique of having a guy always be in the back and know that he's going to be there, so you can leave it. And stuff. Yeah, I, I sort of I get frustrated with people who find goalkeeping as a problematic tactic. Yeah, no, it's it's, exactly. a, legi- it's a legitimate strategy. It like it stops you from just being open to random range shots. Yeah. yeah, but so I've been trying not to be a goal as much. But the thing that I I keep noticing that annoys me, but probably isn't as it probably doesn't happen unusually a large amount. It's just that I notice it. Mm. But it's like the number of times where I've gone forward to hit a ball and stuff and the enemy team has defended it. And then the two other people on my team are basically in goal and somehow they fail to stop it. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's not even just one person. It's both. The, it's the entire rest of my team. They're there. What are you idiots doing? <laughs> so, yeah, the last few times I've been playing solo, like I've been trying to do... like So some people have tried to explain goalkeeping is bad through using the phrase rotations and I've been all like what are you fucking talking well, about? Well I mean like, the rotation is, is like I mean we do that it's like when, when one of us comes in the other one goes out usually. Yeah yeah. <laughs> That's technically the rotation. So I took that quite literally and played a few games being like you know what I'm just going to sort of do laps <laughs> well okay. <laughs> like I'm going to go on an attacking run if that fails I'm just going to loop back that's also sort of what and I then do go back out. And then if your team is in sync and you sort of end up getting that right, then you don't really end up with a goalkeeper. Yeah. You sort of because everyone is sweeping by defence periodically. Yeah. But it feels like you've got a constant offence at the same time. Well the trouble it's like, I think that works, but again, I think you can get caught out. I think the trouble with that technique is that there'll be a lot of times where people are just driving backwards when they could be still attacking. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I mean I think I think me and you are quite susceptible to that problem. Kippers isn't because Kippers is a like, <laughs> is, is a ball chaser, which is, which is useful. Um, but yeah, I think you and I sometimes will back off, thinking no, this is this isn't going to work, and we'll, well, and we'll go quite a long way back. And it's like, oh no, dang, I really should have been in on that one. Well, it's because I I I mainly do it just because of 
I'm still thinking goalkeeper where I'm always thinking of the long shots. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always thinking that this could this could go horribly wrong and it could just sandwich off Kippers and come flying back here. And of course the problem is when we're playing as a duo with a third player, it's impossible to trust the third player. Yeah, you can never trust the third player. Yeah. <laughs> That's when the me and you rotation through goal tends to happen more. Yeah. Just like let the other person do whatever. <laughs> well, at least one of us will always be back. Yeah. So yeah, Rocket League is a weird. It's uh, 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 the fact that we're having this conversation is the merit of the game, right? Yeah, it's I guess. like something as simple as this bloody game has like strategies on how you should like organize your team's positioning at all times. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's great. It's great. Well, that's how football works, isn't there? Any of these? I games. know, They're but like, it, yeah. Also, the other thing that I wanted to complain about in Rocket League is it's really dumb but i think even in unranked casual play they should put in a penalty for quitting because god damn it yes yes absolutely they should yeah i had i had three games last night so i had the first two games we won by forfeit because everyone quit <laughs> so it was like i had two games in a row where the entire enemy team quit and we just had won by forfeit after like two goals and so fuck that and then in the third game it was Basically, it started as a three-on-one because mm. the, the people hadn't joined. So, so, so it was no way. It started as a three-on-two, but it was on Wasteland. So one of the guys on the other team immediately quit because apparently he hates Wasteland. Wasteland, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. So it turned into a three-on-one, and then for the entire rest of that five-minute game, that same guy kept rejoining the server and quitting over and over because <laughs> he just kept getting matched into the same game. <laughs> And it completely <laughs> fucked the other guy on that yeah, team because he was just by himself for the entire time with two bots who kept exploding. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, seriously? And it, he literally rejoined the same game at least 10 times in a row. Wow. It's like, what are you doing? Why? Should, yeah, they, they need to solve that. It is a... It is a t- unless you're in... Re- that is the, the main reason to play ranked, right? Yeah. It's because there is absolutely no good side to doing that. <laughs> Do you even do you lose points if you quit ranked early? I don't I think mean, you do. There is some kind of penalty. I think it's just like a timer or whatever. Oh, okay, but that's that's sort of something at least. Yeah, like a cool a rage quit cooldown. Yeah, but it's just like I just. But even with the the, re, the rejoin option goes a long way to alleviate well, yeah, that as a bad penalty as well. Was when that got solved. Yeah, but it's just like I just in casual. I think they they. I was trying to think of how what penalty they could even implement that wouldn't be too bad because it's casual but would still be a penalty. Mm. I was just like, what they the, should... the range quit cooldown is fine in most cases. What they should do is just like it should just count as a loss, right? Like because that like, too, if they're quitting just because it, like, they, they the want to avoid ratio, the stats, yeah. then it should just count as a loss. If you that then don't able, rejoin, if you then, but then you have to rejoin. implement rejoin onto casual as well, which is I'm not sure that matters so yeah, much. Maybe or maybe you just remove the fact that it's stat tracks casual. <laughs> well, or separate it or yeah. something. I don't know. I was thinking what they should do for the penalty for casual is just make it so if you quit, you lose 500 XP off your rank. Because the casual rank doesn't fucking matter. Sure. Yeah. And 500 XP is less than what you'd get if you just stayed in the game and lost because you get 750 for just finishing a game. Yeah. So you should lose 500 if you quit casual. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a completely inconsequential penalty, but it's a psychological penalty and that will make people <laughs> not quit as much. It's not, it's not a terrible idea. <laughs> Not a terrible idea. God damn it. <laughs> you got anything else to say? Because I want to play some Rocket League. Yeah, I thought you would. God damn it. I um, I've got one other thing to say, I guess. 
just briefly is that for some reason on my 3DS I've gone I've bought stopped playing Pokemon Mystery Dungeon and started playing Fire Emblem again the old Fire Emblem the first one that came out on the 3DS not the, any of the 3D ones <laughs> and you know that game's still fine I've been playing for it again relearning all the dumb bullshit that that game has <laughs> like weird like all the dumb tricks that you have to use to exploit the AI and stuff <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah that game's still pretty good I hear the new ones are weird, like the three different versions. All three of them. Well, it's like you have the one that's too easy and it's kind of dull because it doesn't do enough with like strategy. Is that birthright? Like yeah. what, the, what they what they say is the like yeah. starter, the starter one. Then you've got yeah. the one that's too hard, <laughs> where it's for only the crazy people who actually like Fire Emblem, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's, like that, it's one where the rules road. are turned up to ten. Yeah. like like where it's like this is Fire Emblem, but it's most Fire Emblemy. It's like playing Lunatic Mode and Awakening only more so. Right. And then you've got the one in the middle, which is apparently not actually good enough in either end. It's just like a, it's meant to be the average, but it doesn't actually do even well enough. Right. Okay. <laughs> And also, it's a weird, like, semi-DLC that links into both the stories. Well, they, 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 they really... say you should play that one last. Yeah. Um, like, hence why it's the most DLC, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not that interested in getting another one of those, because I'm just playing the old one again, and it's good enough. <laughs> also, Intelligent Systems should make advanced ones. Fuck. Yes. But good <laughs> God, they should. <laughs> I mean, yes, maybe the last one they made wasn't... I mean, I liked its styling, but, like, it wasn't as good as... Well, Advance Wars DS, like Dual Strike, or whatever it was. Yeah, but... I, I preferred the dumb anime styling to the gritty realism styling, but the gameplay was still perfectly. Yeah, gameplay good. was game, I, I, I liked the music. Yeah. Of, of the last one, I guess the music was good. The more gritty music, yeah, was better. a bit more metal. Yes, less grit, <laughs> less less weird <laughs> banjos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would, I would, I would freaking love another Advance Wars. I don't know how they. I don't know why they stopped doing them. No, it seemed like it was a perfectly yeah, well, adequate, repeatable it franchise. Done, it must have still done that last one. Must have still done well. It, it was a light game. Yeah, yeah. But then they got into all this pushmo and the, and fire emblem. Oh, they work action. on pushmo, do they? Yeah. Oh, well, that might be why. Well, sure, but I mean that. I wouldn't have considered pushmo a game you'd have to work very hard on after you've made the system. It's like making levels is like a puzzle designer's job well, type well, thing. Also, I don't think pull blocks is as popular here as pull blocks as pushmo is as pushmo in other territories. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like it doesn't seem like a game that you have to do that much work on. Whereas I, I, I don't know why I feel like it, but I mean, technically in both games, like in Advance Wars and that game, you'd still be designing puzzles. It's just it's a different sure. kind of puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> Is it intelligent systems that make Paper Mario as well? He's sort of, sometimes. Okay. <laughs> I bet me kind of hopes that new one is going to be good. Like Magic Color Hammer Smash, whatever it's called. <laughs> yes, whatever it's called. <laughs> Hopefully better than Paper Jam Bros anyway. Isn't supposed to be bad. Yeah, but it's supposedly not that great. Yeah. I gotta admit, talking about Nintendo hype. Yeah. The Star Fox hype has hit me. Oh, the more yeah. I see of that game, the more I'm looking at it going, this is exactly what I fucking wanted for like 15 years. I'm slightly laughing at my friend at work who was like pretty hyped about Batman versus Superman this entire time. No. Nope. like, it's going to be awesome. And I was like, nope. from the first trailer, I was like, this looks bad. This looks pretty yep. bad. And, and now, I'm still going to go like, see it. I still want to see how bad it is. <laughs> well, the, thing about, the thing about that film, it feels like... 
It feels like it, like you want to see the weird fight. I want to see Ben Affleck's Christian Bale impression. <laughs> sure. I'm Batman. You want to see the weird fighting Batman, and like he's the best how, how Batman solves the Superman problem. But you just mm. know that all the plot that's going to be surrounding that is going to be dumb bullshit. Yep. And yeah. the final fight is going to devolve into ridiculous action blur yeah. effects. Yeah. Superman's going to punch you for about five buildings and again opening the whole question that this movie is based on. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Apparently that's it. Like the, the one good thing about the trailer was like, oh, okay, he's realised how ludicrous and reductive the end of the last Superman thing was, where they destroyed an entire city and it didn't seem to matter. By making it matter, by having Bruce Wayne be upset that his freaking building got destroyed and everyone got killed, um, but then apparently it doesn't actually like address that. In fact, it makes it worse by doing it again, probably. Yeah, by having a bigger fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, maybe not bigger. You've got Wonder Woman involved this day. <laughs> yeah, but she doesn't. She's not that powerful. She's got a whip. She's relatively powerful, not that powerful. She's got agile superpowers, doesn't she? Unlike Batman. Yeah. I don't know if she... Yeah, she does. Well, she's got can... real superpowers. She's got an like... invisible plane. <laughs> no, wait. Well, I have an invisible plane. <laughs> yeah, okay. I guess Batman's probably got an invisible plane if he could afford it. If he wanted it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, right. No, they're not even going to use Wonder Woman in like the proper way, are they? Her whiff is meant to be like the whiff of truth or some shit, isn't it? It's like you right. get bound up by the whiff and then truth happens. <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know that much about Wonder Woman, but they're not going to she, use that. She's from some weird civilization, isn't she? Like, she's yeah, like she's like a, this something. weird Amazonian Atlantis yeah. crossover weird yeah. thing. Anyway, that's why she's not that oh, super powerful. No, she's she's is, only is, relatively super powerful. Is she like Aquaman or whatever? I don't think she's related to Aquaman. Okay. No, not directly. Anyway, like I, I do kind of like those trailers are way too epic, though, right? And that 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 is where my all of my misfaith came from. Like apart from Man of Steel not being a brilliant film, like <laughs> just mean, like when you see like they're playing that same card again, like with the ridiculous yeah. like oh nothing about this trailer has whimsy. <laughs> like. <laughs> The X Men's doing it's the like, same thing. Like, like, you know, they see that one, the X Men with the next X Men film. Or, well, yeah, it's because yeah. it's like oh, it's all dramatic and yeah. everyone's dying and shit. It's rubbish. Oh. So like they haven't got that formula like that Marvel always gets right. Right? There's a little bit of comedy. Although, admittedly, the Civil War trailers are also yeah, they're not getting that. a bit gritty. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least it's got Spider Man doing a stupid joke at the end by being like really because that's what like, Spider Man does. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't but know. But yeah, that's the thing like that DC are getting wrong right now. There is something overly try hard. But the thing is there. that the, the the Nolan Batman films were really dark and but it worked because yeah, it suited Yeah, that worked cuz yeah. yeah. I, I, maybe it's just Superman, right? Maybe Superman just you can't do anything good with. Well, yeah, it's the classic Superman problem. Although Batman versus powerful. Superman is like one of the most like the best tropes of DC you could argue. For some reason. But, yeah. It's I don't though. think it's ever yeah. been done well, no. in, in, like even in comics. I mean, it yeah, was all right in but in the Dark Knight Returns because it was some insane future Batman who was mental and old and weird. Like that whole comic. The trouble with Superman is like, in the end, it always comes down to Kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like, exactly. he's too powerful exactly. that's exactly. literally the only weakness so uh, in the end it's always Kryptonite. Oh no, but this is why I freaking love actually one of the the more interesting storylines to do with Superman, it's actually the plot of that Injustice game, right? Yeah. Where, where they made... They Super- all become Superman. Because Lois Lane died, Superman became a bad guy. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Although, you know, 
that's an awesome idea, but they still had to. They then that was like they basically the solution in that game was inverse kryptonite, where yeah, everyone, everyone else becomes more powerful. Yeah, yeah that becomes a Superman. different yeah. thing. That's kind of cool. I like that idea. Injustice is actually like it, its plot is like typically like Mortal Kombat style bonkers. Yeah, but it's really good. <laughs> the little I've seen of it, it's it's strangely intoxicating. <laughs> so anyway. End this podcast. End this podcast. <laughs> the end. Thanks Let's for listening. Catch you next time. And uh, there's probably some video content on its way. I don't know. If um, I think the next one is the bimble stuff we did. Bimble. So check bimble. that out. And uh, tune in next time for another Salacast. Oh, Bye. also don't forget to go check out my new AC remix. Oh, yes. That got posted this week. The Planet Wisp um, remix. Yay. Shameless yeah. plug. Shameless plug. Yeah, check Link it out. on Happy Salad, obviously, it's and obviously. it's a it's a liked video on the YouTube page. Uh, <laughs> Assuming you did it with the right account this time. Uh, yeah, I did this time. <laughs> <laughs> I created a playlist and everything. I did it properly this time. Okay. Uh, yeah, a big big thanks to the OC judges of awesomeness for putting that through. Actually, it was a little bit more touch and go this time than the last one, but you made it. They appreciated the tweaks I made to it after the first round of feedback. So, cool, yeah. Yay for them. Sweet and. Uh, Catch you next time for the sidecast. That would not be. Like, I don't know. Uh, I don't think. I think. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs>